Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and I'm still calling him Shaft. Yeah, Geronimo Mouse is just not rolling off your tongue. No, it doesn't. And I, 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 yeah. think, I, I think we have a guest, yes? You want to introduce? Yeah, we, we do have a guest, but let's let's get through our first things first. And uh, do we have any mail, anything we got to look at, catch up with? You know, we might have an over-under from friggin' weeks ago. Oh, from our uh, high, highly overpaid intern? Yeah, let's see. Because we'll, we'll, we'll let our guests get in on it. I was going to say, let's uh, do that near the end of the show like we usually do, like, and uh, our guests can help us with that. You know, we do have a really long email. Fuck, it's, it's like, you know, who sent it? Oh, Scott from Zionville. I mean, yeah, I saw that. It's big. Uh, we may have to save that because it's not really talking about what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, but it's big, and it, it probably warrants some attention that we have not given. Oh, yeah, yet. highlights from his... Um Walt Disney World trip, I see, yeah. Yeah. If we find that we have nothing to talk about and we get some extra time, I guess we could go back. We also have one from Bruce. Uh, or did we talk about that? Was the handicap thing? Yeah, we talked about that at the park. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. Well, um, since that's all our pre-planning for the show and our, our guest has seen how we prepare for the show and all the, um, you know, one minute of preparation we did before we signed on. Gosh, <laughs> I uh, hit the teletypes and the news, news, you know, all that stuff. The wire and all that. Sure, that's right. The news. All right, um, our guest is Guy Hutchinson. I will let Guy tell you what the name of his podcast is and what he, uh, uh, what it's about, and why he wanted to come on the show. I've been on his show a few times, which I've mentioned, and I never remember yes. the name of the podcast quite right because I want to say something else. Because of the way the name rolls. Uh, yes. But go ahead, Guy. No, it is Adventure Club Podcast, not Adventurers Club Podcast. But uh, yes, and Greg has been on uh, a couple times. And the reason we had him on is because I wanted to talk about Disney. And I thought that you would be perfect because you're kind of angry. And I thought that <laughs> people that don't like Disney would like to listen to you. So, yeah, it's, it's a fun show. We do all kinds of different stuff. And, uh, and people can check it out, adventureclubpodcast.com. But this show... I love this show. This is the first show I put on my iPod when I first got an iPod and looked up podcasts. And it's one of the only ones that I stuck with until you guys disappeared and then came back. Really? That was very kind. I I am also uh, uh, on your last show. You read an email from me. See, now, if you had been Steve Before Jobs, you, you know, yeah, holding right. up your, your iPod <laughs> with our logo on it instead of um, Tiki Bar. <laughs> you know, we might have actually been something. We had had more than two or three listeners. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's how uh, I see did, here the Steve Jobs picture. Oh, you do? do you do? Oh, do you uh, use Stitcher? Guy? No. Yeah, we're on Stitcher, yes. Interesting. Okay. I see lots of other places that use Stitcher as well. So, Now, Guy, tell us a little more because your, your podcast isn't what I would call a lightweight podcast. You guys talk to a few people that. Um, these guys may have heard of before so go ahead and pat okay. yourself on the back a little bit give us some background tell us uh what you do and uh, where you do it um and whether or not you do it safely what we like to do is we like to have uh between one and three guests we've had some big names uh, bernie copel's done the show mick foley's been on the show uh done 
three three and a half hours talking to Joe Camp, the director and creator of the Benchy series. We get uh, a lot of big names like that. Then we like to have entertainment people, uh, media people, internet people, and then just regular people. You know, if I find somebody that has an interesting story, we we try to get them on. Like we we had a guy on that had asked a question at one of the presidential debates. And, you know, I found him and we talked to him. You know, what was that like? What was it like to stand there and ask a question to the president and the, the man who wanted to be president? And so we the show's all over the place. We try to keep it funny and light and we try to be entertaining and do it almost in a format like The Tonight Show or something like that, but really loose and really conversational. Sounds like fun. It is. It's it's great, and I would love to have you other guys on as well. I, Greg has uh, has always answered the call when we've asked, but uh, I'd love to have you other guys on as well because I think uh, I think you'd have fun. Yeah, I got roped into a show uh, with. <laughs> is this the Dragon's Lair one? Yeah, the Dragon. Remember the yeah, game's yeah. Dragon's yeah. Lair? Yes, <laughs> I remember. I remember being very angry at that game. I love that game because there's one scene where. You gotta walk. You gotta jump across this falling apart like bridge or something, and you gotta jump because the sword flashes to tell you which way to go. The sword that's on his belt, right? Right. And if you weren't like right on it, if you're just a tad early or just a tad off late, you died. I was so pissed. <laughs> I remember burning dollars of that damn thing. Oh, well, tell tell Mike and uh, Shaft who we talked to. Well, what happened on this show was we had. We had set up a, a, a bunch of different segments, and the, one of them was going to be with Greg. And then we mentioned that it was going to be about Dragon's Lair, and you wrote on our Facebook page that you liked Dragon's Lair. And then when you came on the show, it sounded like you barely had ever played it. Well, you know, that's been, what, 30 years ago? I was trying to, you yes. know. Uh, but, so, so you said, you know, I, I love Dragon's Lair, something like that. And so I said, well, why don't you come on at the beginning with the Dragon's Lair guy, and we'll we'll talk to this guy at a Kickstarter. And then we had uh, Jim from Movie Brain Rot, Jim DeSantis, was on uh, to talk as well. And so uh, Jim also said, I like Dragon's Lair. So I said, well, instead of doing everybody in their own segment, we'll put everybody on at once. And then the Dragon's Lair guy never showed up. And finally, I got a hold of him on his cell phone. He was at a restaurant. And he was like, I think I interviewed with you guys yesterday. I was like, no, unless I was really, really drunk, you didn't. Uh, And so we got like five minutes with him. And then the rest of the time was just all of us trying to talk about Dragon's Lair. And for some reason, the Muppets, which you also didn't want to talk about. (laughs) I'm not a huge Muppets fan. I, I know I'm in the minority. Um, did, did you not watch say, them on, like, when they're on the TV? Because when they're on the TV, they're awesome. You know, I did watch. Uh, was it the primetime one? What like half? It was half like seven thirty. Right? It was like on seven thirty night. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I watched it regularly. I mean, I knew who everybody was, but it wasn't that big of a deal to me. And I think they're long overdue to, you know, be burned out of the parks. But oh no, you know, no, no. No, you know, I got. I got to say, I just like the thought of having a show where the possibility that you are going to be drinking and be drunk enough not to remember the show you did. Yes, I like yeah. that show already. <laughs> it's yeah, certainly talk, is talking that. from the lightest weight we, drinker we have in the room. Here. <laughs> Granted, on occasion, on occasion, we'll we'll tweet out pictures of whatever we're going to drink that night. Uh, Richard and Mike, you guys would also love to listen to any of the ones that Greg's on because Greg almost always complains that I talk over him 
which I think is uh, ironic, is right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. He's just not used to it because he talks over us all the time. Well, there has been a few shows when I was talking, and they weren't responding. I think we've, I think Mike, you know, I had this problem where the other guy simply doesn't is not hearing it. It's a, it's a multiplexing problem or something. They're they're like going on. I kept saying something, and nobody's responding. And at the end of the show, I'm like, yeah, Do you hear me say any of this? Sometimes no. Skype gets in these crazy, you know, where. It's yeah, it's not doing full duplex where whoever's got the microphone, no one else can break in, like old CB radio, whatever. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird, but you know, you know, a guy like you know, I said I'd like Dragon Slayer, which I did. I guess I didn't like it as much as you guys did, though. <laughs> I think you guys dropped some serious money in it, and you know, I used to think I really liked Disney and I was really knowledgeable, and I've met now so many people that live Disney. You know, I like it's like you know they say the Europeans. Uh, live or work to live, and in the United States we work. Or oh, wait, no, did I get that backwards? Am I doing a George Bush? In the hey. United States we we uh, live to work, and in the, in Europe they work to live. Correct. And I I think like I think I like Disney, but I think I've found those people who you know live like Disney. it more than you. Yeah, live Disney versus enjoying Disney. But you know. that's that's one of the best things about the internet because whatever you're into, you can find somebody that's into it to such a degree that you're like, well, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I no longer. I thought I, I thought I was animal. weird, but now I'm not. Yeah. Of course, your your whole attitude really hasn't changed, just in the in the lens of people that are over the top. Right. But I mean, like amongst your friends, you could be like, I have the you know the biggest collection of records in, imaginable. Then you go online, you find somebody that has ten thousand times more than you, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, it's very very odd. Now, guy, have you been to Club Thirty Three? I have uh, taken the tour that lets you inside to where the elevator is, and you can stand on the staircase, and you can see how you go up one step to get in the elevator, and that's it. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. Yeah. What is this tour you speak of? I, You know what? I don't remember. It's been a few years. It might have been called Keys to the Kingdom or uh, there was one. that I've, I've taken like every tour that they offered there up until recently. So it might have been there was one that was like a walk in Walt's footsteps, I think. Okay. And it so, might have been that one. So, you, so you've, you've heard us bitch and moan about the urban legends that they spew on these um, – Walks? Have you? Sure. I I will say I've listened to every one of your shows. So you, you yes, I have heard. <laughs> All right. So you're yeah. lo- you're local, right? You're Southern California. No, no, I live in New Jersey. I did. Oh my uh, gosh. Spend a lot of time. Out it's in like California. one a.m. or what? Yes, yes, All it right. is. That's dedication. <laughs> Thank you the for dude, coming on the show. He's you know, he's been on our show for ten minutes, and he's shown more commitment to the cause than either three of us. <laughs> Uh, I'm not the one that's got issues getting on time yet. <laughs> late to his own show. Right, okay. Well, <clears throat> let me just say junior All-American football and you'll understand what I'm talking about. I've been there, done that, yes. Sorry, 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 sorry to interrupt, Guy. Go, keep, go ahead. Um, but, yeah, no, I had taken a tour. Uh, my wife and I, whenever we're out in Disneyland, I like to do those those behind-the-scenes tours that they offer. And uh, I did I did one of them, which, which uh, took you to uh, Club 33. Oh, just but just to the elevator. Just right there, yeah. They didn't let you any further. But I have pictures of me standing in the elevator and standing, you know, by the front desk or whatever downstairs. Sure, sure. Now, I know Mike. Ask, I'm so, sorry. Go ahead, Richard. You've got you've got a question. 
I was going to say, I got to ask you, taking the tours, have you gone through any of the tours that have been offered through like Adventures by Disney? Because that's that's like a three day tour that they have. You stay at the hotels and you see some of the backstage stuff. No, I've heard about them, but no, I haven't. You know, I'm surprised you asked that question because um, maybe you've never checked what the prices are for Adventures by Disney. Oh, no, I have checked the prices, but I'm just saying he's had the opportunity to take some of these tours. I was just wondering if that was one of the ones he's had an opportunity to do. Yeah, I just, you know, if you've got part ownership in a timeshare of a uh, of a uh, corporate jet, I think you could probably afford to go on one of those Adventures by Disney things. Oh, you're talking about dedicated people. You'd be surprised. In fact, we have one that's coming through this week. Every one of those, I mean, you get 25, 30 people or more. I've seen them up to 50 people. We get them every other week. Well, I know they have them. That's what I mean, but they're just extraordinarily expensive. And then, I mean, the service is probably great. The, uh, you know, you get total concierge. You don't have to move a bag. I don't know. You might not even have to put your own underwear on or wipe your own ass. I mean, the concierge service is very, very intense. And I checked it out. I'm like, oh, my God. Like I said, I might as well get a part ownership in a Learjet and share it with all my buddies, you know, because it's that expensive. Yeah, it's up there. Doesn't one of those uh, get you inside Walt's apartment, though, the one above the firehouse? Yeah, there is a tour, and it's not – Adventures by Disney does that, but they also have another tour that you can just go through City Hall, and it's just like the uh, walk in Walt's footsteps. Mm -hmm. And they stopped offering that for a little while, and then they brought it back like about a month ago, and they've been offering that again. Okay, so getting back to where I was going. I know Mike has eaten in Club 33. I know Richard's at least walked through it because we did that in security. I don't know if he's ever had a meal there. Um, but he's definitely, uh, you know, familiar with the layout. So that's basically let's, all we need to know at this point. Let's put it, I, I, I've eaten in there, but I've never been served in there. It was during the off hours. <clears throat> Ready to refrigerator, right? You, you might not want to admit that on air. <laughs> no, no, no. That one, well, that one I can admit to because I, I was there and uh, one of the chefs offered to, you know, some of the stuff that they had extra there. So okay. I was as a guest of the chef and one of the managers. Sure. Okay. So, uh, Mike, have you read anything about the changes and upgrades that are going to be happening to the club? Yes. All right. So what are your – so basically what they're going to do is there's a uh, trophy room. And the trophy room is going to be gutted, and a kitchen is going to be expanded into that area, I believe. And due to ADA requirements, the elevator needs to be moved because that elevator is, I think, two or three uh, flights of stairs up from the entry when you walk in. So that doesn't mean it's, it's two steps higher than the entry. Yeah, and that doesn't meet ADA. So there's an issue. So they're, they're going to have to move or add an elevator. The the thought is, I, I went, I saw this on Mice Chat. You know, I don't spend a lot of time on Mice Chat, but I got one of their emails, and they had a bunch of great pictures. At first, they were out of order, and they didn't make any sense. And a couple of people made comments in their uh, um, their threads that you know they didn't quite have it right. But the thought is, they might take that original elevator and move it. But I don't even believe that elevator is large enough to uh, meet ADA standards. So not sure what's happening there. You know, of course, there's a lot of um, 
guesswork and and you know how wise and brilliant all the mice chat um <laughs> members are so there's a lot of opinions going around a, a quick tangent on that i don't think al lutz is writing that uh column anymore i don't think that i'm not saying this is al actually this one i think was written oh you're thinking of ghost writers writing under that name no they if you read the articles it says mice chat was started by al lutz and continued on by whoever so the the updates that he used to get you know sporadically yes now come a little more regular yeah no i'd heard he somebody was helping him write because he had some physical ailments um and, and you could I, tell the voice the voice of the the writing is just not well not yeah the and, and they had multiple writers anyways uh the the moron that wrote the autobiography about his time that we've went over that richard swears some of these accidents never happened because he knew people involved you know with the elevators and you know all that stuff because that guy still writes and a few others still write but i had not heard that mike but that's because i was trying to think i wanted to see if it was uh what did they call himself shandy shady uh he had some you know quirky name he went by what he wrote under uh on the mice chap website do you, do you remember what that was the, uh, Acres. no <laughs> the two names that pop out are fishbulb and no, it wasn't that one the other guy, um... oh crud! I can't think of his name. See, this one actually says it's written by the Mice Chat staff. Is and that the link that just got dropped in the? I didn't drop that in there. I'm, I, I saw who did. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm asking okay. if we're all clicking on the same thing. That's all. I'm looking at my iPad because I couldn't find it. I went to their website and I was cruising around. Their website's changed a little from what I remember. I was trying to search it and I don't see a search. Um, not not the greatest website for navigating, in my humble opinion. But anyways, um, nice update on 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 the the putts part. But so anyways, going back to uh, the club. So let's we know because we've talked about the area above. Uh, um, uh, no, see, Cafe Orleans is in the middle. I always get. I don't know why I get these mixed up. Cafe Orleans is in the middle. And then what's the one by the train station? French, French Market. Market. French Market. I don't know why I always mess those up, but we know we've I don't talked, know why either. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how many years have I been there and worked there? But I, Above French Market is an unfinished restaurant. We know that. I've seen it. Richard's seen it. Um, Back to you. I remember when we first went up there, you were pointing it out, and you showed how the floor – was already set up to be able to put this is where the carpeting goes and this is where the uh, marble was going to be set up or, and the plumbing was all in there. Or tile or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I had uh, bumped into Tony Baxter, my favorite Imagineer. <clears throat> uh, he's not a bad guy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's... Oh, he's a legend now, dude. He, he is a legend. And, no, but just, uh, no he, there's, there's good... I know he's a legend. Don't There's just good and bad to things I know that I'm not going to go into. But he, you know... Anyways, he's a staple there, and I stopped and I talked to him. For you know, everybody's saying how friendly he is. I didn't find him that friendly when I was speaking with him, but I asked him about the area and I told him, you know, why I was asking. I'd worked in the park and security, I was working in architecture. You know, I recognized the construction. You know, what was supposed to be there. All he said is that it was originally planned to be a steakhouse. Now you got to remember when it opened, he was still working attractions, I believe. So it's not like. You know, he had an insight necessarily other than what may have been 
floating around the park or announced. According to this article, they keep talking about a jazz club. At least that's what they're going to call the room now, I believe. And they talk about like it's being finished from what Walt originally wanted. But I've never found any documentary or um, documentation out there that said that was supposed to be a jazz club. Now, maybe Tony left a little out. It was supposed to be a steakhouse jazz club. Very possible. You know, but the the way people are talking in this thread, like you know, very matter factual sometimes about the jazz club, the unfinished jazz club, the jazz club. Um, I just wondered if you guys had or Richard had heard anything about this supposed jazz club that had never been finished. The only thing I have ever heard on it it was that it was originally, and I think I heard it from you or one of the guys that we worked with at the time that you worked there. But the only thing I've heard is it was supposed to be originally an extension part of Club 33 that they just decided not to finish or for what just whatever reason. I have never heard of a separate steakhouse until we got into the more recent conversations and you've mentioned that. Well, you know, I made the assumptions by the construction, the location, that to me it looked like it should have been an extension of the club. Now, Tony told I, me, no, that wasn't the case. It had never been meant uh, meant to be part of the club, but a separate um, a separate steakhouse. Now, when I have t- taken other recently, when I have taken a couple of newer cast members up in that area, and I was kind of giving the layout of the land and kind of giving the history as I knew it, as I've been told on there, there were a couple long-term uh, cast members from the club that were there and I asked them is this correct or not and they basically told me the same thing that that was originally meant to be part of the club but it was just never completed now one thing I, I, when you were talking about uh, the plans and everything do you remember prior to the opening of the original Disney gallery above uh, Pirates do you remember ever seeing or hearing that that I, I well I remember it was supposed to be the uh, family apartment, but do you remember ever seeing or hearing what it was supposed to look like until they actually finished the gallery? Um, no, I don't believe any of those. What later became postcards and prints you could buy that they had up there in the club. I don't believe that those were public. I could be wrong, but I don't remember ever seeing those. Though I could go through much of my old Disney news because sometimes there were things in in that magazine for the Magic Kingdom Club members that weren't very widely circulated, and nobody had scanners and you know the internet to um, pass the stuff around at that time. So it could be in there. I, I could take a look. Um, the, I, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say the only reason I ask is because. Prior to it opening up as the gallery, and then they, their whole big advertisement was that this was the way it was originally, with some exceptions, this was for the most part the way the uh, apartment was supposed to be finished off originally back in the 60s. Uh, I had never known or heard of that. And then they built the gallery, et cetera, and so on. And I talked, ended up talking to a couple friends of mine over at WDI who confirmed that those were the original plans. Those were the original intentions of it. It just Walt passed away and it just got lost in history. Well, I, I knew or had heard that it was supposed to be in a, an apartment up there because, you know, their initials were in the wrought iron on that balcony for years. 
or you know, ever since they're it still opened, there, aren't they? Yeah, they're still oh, there. Yeah. Uh, so I always knew. I should Back say for a all while these, they were gold leaf to kind of accentuate. I don't know if it still is I or not. I think that was during the fiftieth, wasn't it? I probably a lot of stuff was. got gold leaf. Anyway, Mike, I found what uh, because he Al must have commented. Dusty Sage was okay. The, uh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> he's the other guy. Well, that was well, that was Al Lutz. I always thought. Was, no, no. Dusty is not outlets. Okay, because I was sure that that because you never saw Al right. I always saw Dusty Sage, and I thought people referred to that as that was that, Al, the Dusty yeah. Sage, the old Sage, the guy that knows it all. <laughs> D- Dusty Sage, isn't that the uh, character? Isn't that the person that later went on and narrated the Canada film? Be never mind. No. Anyways, the, the reason I, I was scrolling down because he he, you know, a lot of people were commenting, and I think some of them get a little too excited when they're typing, you know, and they, they just, they don't they mean, ex- maybe mean it exactly. You know, it's, it's so easy to parse and pick uh, words apart. I mean, it can be fun, but he responded to one guy and saying, what's interesting is that much of the upper level of new Orleans square was never completed the way Walt had planned, except for club 33 his untimely death left both his apartment and the jazz club unfinished. However, in recent years, the Dream Suite was built, and now the jazz club theme lounge is on the way, pretty close to what Walt originally planned after all these years. Now, considering it's New Orleans, it wouldn't surprise me that a jazz club would be part of New Orleans. Um, now, the apartment, you know, he says the Dream Suite's finally finished. Yeah. Well, I mean, the apartment. The apartment was kind of, let's say, put together back in the was it the '80s when the the gallery opened. So we've kind of had that for a while, not as a functioning apartment, but the basic layout was there. The you know the stairs in the front were added. We know that wasn't supposed to be part of the original, as far as we know. The entry was in the back, right? Um, or in the uh, courtyard of the uh, Twenty One well, Royal, the Angels Court. Right. Yeah. The so twenty one royal twenty one royal courtyard. The Angels is the back door to the club. So going back to what was going on, and chime in anytime, guy. Since you're up late, yeah, you man. might as well you know speak a few words. <laughs> um, so they they need to expand the kitchen. From what I'm understanding, from what I'm reading, as long as we can trust the information, that uh, far less of it will be done down in the in the main kitchen, and far more of it will be done up in the club. Uh, and an ADA issue, so they've got to move access, which, you know, some people are assuming they're going to take that that elevator and move it to the area around, yeah. uh, what's that courtyard called with the, the stairs? The Angels. Stairs? The Angels, Angels, the Angels courtyard. courtyard. Artist. Angels. Courtyard. Yeah, Angels. Court of Angels. You sure? People were calling it the artisans. uh Oh, you know, it's funny, Richard, because you said Artisan's the back entry. That's not an entry to the club there. The back entry would have been the one that got screwed up when they built Indiana Jones because the back of the apartment. Oh, you're thinking back of the club, not the the back of the club. Right. The back of the apartment still exists. And it uh, literally is when you're going down the entrance into Indiana Jones, that long hallway right there that as you know, is between pirates and everything. Yeah. The reason there's a roof over half of it and the, there's no roof over the exit side is the roof that's over the half of it is the catwalk 
going from the back of the apartment down to the back of the building. Yeah, when I said screwed up, I probably spoke the wrong words. It wasn't quite the way it used to be where the way it accessed, you kind of went out and you went down the stairs. You could see the old stair or the old overflow for the pirates uh, queue, all that. What right. I'm looking so, 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 Go so ahead, Mike. You, your heart on for this is that uh, they're taking away the trophy room? My, no, not at all. For me, it's, yeah. it's not a big deal. But a lot of people are finding that a big deal. And a couple comments were saying, hey, it's it hasn't been a trophy room for years. They've pretty much taken all the trophy elements out of it and made it more of a tiki room than anything uh, due to political correctness. I think the, one of the, uh, the, talkie, the birds that was supposed to talk to you is still in there. But for the most part, the trophy part, the heads, the things of that right. nature are long gone. So, like, you know, what the they, hell? They right are now? gone. You're yeah. right. They are. But yeah. the uh, the chandelier has uh, microphones in it, right? That uh, yes. they're not used. Those, but they, those yeah, have but all been. They're the, old and uh, ancient, dude. I mean, if you saw one, you go, oh, I yeah. Understand, from what I understand, though, they're moving that chandelier with the, with the microphone still on it to the new area. That I hadn't heard. Another thing I had not heard, well, actually, there was a slight comment to it. What My uh, man cave smoking lounge that I go to on Tuesdays, uh, one of the guy's daughter, the guy that lives there, his daughter comes through now and then, she likes Disney, said that she had heard that the price, the, uh, the club was going to raise its memberships yet again. You know, they just raised it when they opened the 19, was it 1901 club? Is that what 1401. The, uh, 19, 19, no, 1901. 1901, sorry. Uh, 1901, sorry. Uh, yeah, not to be confused with the address to Imaginary, 1401, right? So, Which, just to clarify, that's the club side over at DCA, California Adventure. Yeah. So they raised, they raised the prices when that opened and eliminated some of the lower tier um, memberships at the club so that the people who had those, you know, will need to upgrade, I believe. So I'm hearing that they're going to do that yet again and raise the rates uh, again. And uh, one of the other complaints, you know, again, a lot of this is based off of paranoia because people really don't know what they're going to do other than Disney's announced some very basic things. We're going to finish the jazz club. Okay, I'm just going to assume it was always supposed to be a jazz club. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow we're going to make a connection between where the club is now over to that um, new area, which isn't difficult. I mean, there is kind of a backdoor area or backstage area between that uh, area anyways to get to where all the green rooms were. Because there's an assumption that those green rooms are all going, that that's all going to be part of the club expansion. Uh, to me, that's unknown. I think that's, again... Uh, you know, filling in blanks that nobody knows. But there's there's a lot of people paranoid that the courtyard is going to close down because they'll need that to be the entrance to the new club. Is it Cortes de Anges? Is that what A N Cortes de Anges? Anges. Yes, it's Francais. As, you know, I, I've, I've heard people call it artist. Oh, I guess that, that little place next to it's like Artisan Corner or something, right? Where they do. Yeah, the- it's it's actually across from the the place that kind of has a nickname. It's not official, but it has the nickname of Artisan Corner. Is actually across from the club entrance, which uh, backs up between the Crystal Shop and the back of uh, Cafe Orleans. You got a little corner there that if you. Picture coming out of the exit. Uh, or yeah, I know. Where, out of, I know where they. Yeah. I thought the artisan corner was where they do the the more of the chalk face paintings right by the toilets 
And and then the, yeah, then there's then there's that spot down there too. Can you do one while I'm doing this? <laughs> no action shots, please. <laughs> now you know when you come to think of it, though, with the elevator. Listen, let's just take one piece right here. Yeah. The elevator that they have at the entrance. Yeah, you have those two steps, and I've always questioned that. Although there is an optional way of actually. Uh, bringing a wheelchair up without having to worry about that, and that's the uh, big elevator in the back. Well, but, there's there's two different elevators I've actually seen people uh, use, but the problem is what what is not you know really apparent to the people who aren't in the know. Service elevators don't really satisfy the code because there is the, also the elevator um, right there at uh, um, Twenty One Royal. Right, it's, but you, you have to roll through the kitchen. Through the kitchen, okay. If, but, if you take the one in the back, you still have to roll through backstage area. Equal access. Yeah. You know, you know. Here's I'll tell you. Well, yeah. Here's where they miss. Say, oh, go ahead. All right. Well, I was going to say real quick on on the elevator there, with some relative minor modifications, you can bring that elevator all the way down flush to the floor. Now the next question is, as far as elevators are size goes, it is a relatively small elevator. Yeah, I don't right. think it but, needs code. But, but, but isn't the the purpose of the of the upgrade to a degree though is also to increase capacity for it? They're going to have more members, or no? I believe so. Uh, there, um, I mentioned you know when I got my invitation when I originally signed up ten years ago or so, whenever it was. You you signed the thing that they could do you know a credit check, and you signed the thing saying that you'd make a decision within thirty days. Okay, they. I talked to the guy. The guy sent me information. I've never been officially taken off the list that I know of. I never responded, and I've had some tell me they think it's because a lot of people aren't responding. They raised the prices so high, right? That even some of the president members. Oh no, no, that was the old price. That would have been the tier that I was looking to get in on. No, it's like twenty five now. I believe is what it was plus. You know, they were, it was mid-year, so there, there's like a, there's an annual fee, which I thought you started to pay, paying like on the second year. So you pay, let's say you're 25 up front, and then your anniversary year, you pay the renewal, nine grand, whatever it was. No, 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 no. You pay the 25 plus the nine or whatever the, the renewal is, um, the membership fee. So you, you get hit with two things right up front. And then you have to pay, pay that reoccurring, that minor reoccurring cost, which is not minor, really. It's a fair amount. Uh, God, do I still have that paperwork? See, I could like never this? tell you exactly how much because I only got two answers whenever I asked. One, if you have to ask, you can't afford. Yeah, and two, you work for Disney, you don't make enough. If <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask, well, the, you can't afford. Yeah, right. the, the second one's the best answer because prior to me actually getting my offer in the mail, or actually, take that back. Prior to me actually writing to the club, asking to be put on the list, I had no idea what the prices were. It's just not out there in the public domain. I mean, people now have, you know, made copies of their things and put it on the internet. But prior to that, it they weren't really spilling the beans and what it cost. Um, and I've been told that corporate membership is the easiest way in the club because those memberships turn over far faster than individual memberships. Sure, yeah. Uh, so it's something to think about when we all, you know, have our big corporations and we'll, and you know, that's funny. A lot of other people are, are, 
saying, well, screw you 1% that you know, can, aff- can afford the club. Yeah, no, really, there's some stuff in there saying, well, you know, for all these people who, you know, have all this money, blah, 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 and they're all like whiny monies. Like, you know, you know, learn something and go out there and do it and make your own. You know, I'm just tired of hearing people whine. All right. Um, here's, here's my question. Yes. What is the purpose for the, the two steps. Uh, I know it's a small lobby and it'd probably be hard to have a ramp, but I don't I don't remember what the reason that it doesn't go all the way to the floor is. You know, that's a good question. There were, I think someone speculated um, here, I'd have, I'm trying to read and talk, but I think I, yeah. I saw someone think that there is something actually in the pirate, there's a reason there's yeah. those two steps there that it's, it has to do with something that's below. That's a guess. Okay, I don't. But you know, think about it. When you go into um, Blue Bayou, you take two steps up too, don't you? Yes, you do. Yeah. Right. So there might be, there might be a good reason why it's up two steps. Don't know, because you I, I know just, the 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 pirates turns right under that and goes back down, literally right under, pretty much under the club, and the entry area to um, uh, Blue Bayou. That's kind of where just it's sweeping around and turn. Yeah, so maybe a little wider than that, but my thought, and again, I'm just going to throw this out just as a guess because I cannot picture. I'm, I'm picturing in my mind on where things laid out. I can't picture anything except maybe something locally, like uh, maybe they have a cable run or some pipe running going through there, and that's why they raised it up. But my thought with the elevator, it was just a European or just kind of a design. It was just a. Uh, just a design feature for, you know, what do you want to say, writers, flourishments, or whatever you want to say onto it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I know what you're saying, Richard. Yeah, you know, uh, artist, um, um, flair, or whatever design. Artistic and, license is that the term you're looking for? Yeah, be. I like that one. But you know, <laughs> you know, it might have something to do with the water that's in there too. I'm trying to think now. When you think of, you come off of pirates and you ramp down. Okay, and then the the level that Blue Bayou is is concurrent to the level of Pirates before you ramp down, and the club then, other than the little part of the entry, is still the same as those other two, but yet you go next door to the Christmas shop and it is it's down. But see, that Christmas shop is behind the curve. I think I once looked at the blueprints and saw how you know I didn't really realize that we were going pirates and you make that turn and you go down and you go down again you're kind of just you're doing a circle it's almost like a helix going down you go down you go a little bit you turn around and when you're finally down the second drop you're almost underneath load so. i gotta say one thing it was kind of funny uh, about what was it two years ago we gutted the main kitchen which is underneath uh new orleans square and it was gutted all the way down to the dirt they relayed new pipes plumbing everything i it's completely brand new down there during that period they were reinstalling some of the fixtures where they were overhangs where the anchor points were uh for the beams and where they were putting the suspensions for whatever they needed for the hoods and whatnot and they were using of course the those big dry uh uh power drivers and everything else going into the concrete and when you're standing out in the middle of new orleans square roughly in the middle of it near where Oh, like where the Pirate Bridge comes out, right between Pirate Bridge and Cafe Orleans. It was vibrating so much out there during the day. It was like having a footsie-wootsie, and everybody was kept commenting, are they going to drill right through the ground? Because 
it felt like they were literally just underneath and that they were going to pop up through the ground. So I don't know. I can't re, you know, I'm trying to picture. I can't think of how deep that area is, but it, it, it's spread out. So all the women were sitting on all the, uh, the concrete <laughs> steps and uh, seats around there. They, right? Yeah. They were, they, they, they took chairs out there and sat down on it. And yes. <laughs> I see one guy here that, you know, he's happy to see this go, but he's, um, you know, sad to see historic things go. And I really, yeah. you know, when people get wrapped up in historic and it's what, 40 years old, like 60 or 50 years old in the, in that area. And, you know, the, the, that room has already been changed a little bit. The one they were actually getting rid of. I don't know if I get wrapped because again, all we saw Walt do when he was alive is change things and upgrade things and move things it, around. Yeah. Yeah, keep sure. it current, move it along, and, you know, it's become almost a museum in some areas. So I think this is a good thing. What I'm still trying to get my mind around is the transition between the old club and new club. Because you either get a long hallway, you have some outdoor area, unless that balcony upstairs now will be closed in, which is very possible. Um, I would, you know, and then there was some speculation about, well, what are they going to do? Club 33 is an address it will no longer be at 33 anymore and yeah that's most the thing they're talking about moving the door that's right yeah most oh. people speculated the door would just stay there it, and, the, and the sign might stay there it's just what there's nothing behind it or whatever happens behind it because i'm trying to think when you're in think about this for a second when you're at that door and maybe it'll stay you're not really directly below the trophy room you're below like a service area for the um, waiters because as you go up the stairs you know it's it's open above you Correct. okay which door are we talking about when you come in the main door when you come in the main door you're directly underneath the foyer for the club when you come upstairs you're standing in the foyer where the maitre d meets you and you're either taking to one side where you got the trophy room that's what i'm saying or you're, you're not you're not, the you're not under the trophy room there so there's no, no reason that that you know, there was some speculation that the kitchen would come out all the way to that foyer and that that whole area. But I, what what no. does doesn't make sense for that is there's no you know there's nothing to use that space downstairs for then unless they're going to expand some seating for uh, Blue Bayou or right. something of that nature. In fact, here was the thing I was trying to go to when Richard uh, politely interrupted me earlier. The way to have to really have solved if it all became down to some part of it was an ADA issue, which it doesn't, I don't doubt at all. Cause there is no exceptions for places like this to get around ADA. It's all about equal access. If they would have turned the blue Bayou into the club and they could have easily ramped into there, they would have had equal access. Oof. Wouldn't that been awesome? That, that is part of the club. Be, oh my gosh. But can you think of the uproar? Oh, yeah, but you know, like, I don't always care about the uproar because, in the larger sense, it's the minority that's uproaring, right? The average guest probably doesn't. Right. I don't know. I think, I think, as a as a regular attender, I think it would kind of rub me the wrong way to know that I float by that restaurant and I could never, <laughs> you can't eat, go I in can't it. ever, ever eat there again. Well, it's not our fault you're not a successful person. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's the measure of my success, right? If I can, no, well, not necessarily, but I mean, haven't you? 
you've probably seen a lot of restaurants you wish you could go to, but you can't. But I understand. I was being sort of facetious with that because that that would have equal got them equal access. Uh, I go though, to those restaurants you know, all the time. I'm asked to leave, but I do go to. Yeah. Them. Well, do you hear? I'm a. I've got really hooked into Duck Dynasty. You know, the new season just came oh, out. I, you got and, that that disease is spread to us as well. Yeah, and I'm working on the beard. I'm going to see you know see if I'm patient <laughs> enough oh, to let no. it go. But um, they just signed a new deal. You got to be careful. You know, those beards can't get caught under camera sprockets. Yeah. You don't, they, you know. <laughs> they, they, sprock, there's no sprockets in cameras anymore. Um, there's, um, they quadrupled the money they're making on this, um, from this day forward or from the season forward, uh, which is a good thing to hear. But Jace was, they were in New York, I think, I don't know why, to do something. And he says he's in the lobby of the hotel. Jace is the, the tall, the tall one. He's the he's the more calm. He's the more calm yeah. brother. Yes, second oldest brother, uh, the most calm one. Actually, the one I find probably one of the funniest. Yeah, he's hilarious than, than Cy. So he he he. This was on the radio last night because I guess it. You know, last night was the premiere of the new season, and when uh, I was looking up about their contract because I'd heard they were getting fairly a good amount of money, and I've been trying to track two hundred case, but amongst twenty people, the nine adults and eleven children. Yes. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but they say that is each episode quadruple what they were making before. Now that it says two hundred plus, so we're not sure it could be two hundred and one. You know, we don't know how much plus, and we also don't know. I don't think it's divided equally, so. Oh, see, you know, but it still comes out to ten k ahead, right? Yeah, which is not bad. But I had heard. See, this made you know, me start to honey think. Honey, boo boo gets the same money, I, and they're divided by less people. And here's a funny thing, though: those guys are already swimming in money. Yeah, they don't really need it, but that's not the point. Yeah. You know, if you're successful, are you supposed to go on a, a let's say, a TV show like that and then give it all to the, the station? No, you turn around, right. take their money, and then you do whatever you want good with it. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, now, don't. you know, it might, those, you know, like the kids, it might be going directly to college funds. Who knows, you know? Uh, but uh, the, part of the reason it came up is because in school we were talking about what the number one, you know, uh, uh, reality shows were and Duck Dynasty and Pawn Stars have been trading back and forth and they had said the Pawn Stars were making 150000 an episode. But after reading this article about what Duck Dynasty is now making, I'm guessing that their 150 is split then probably between their four or five main guys. It's not probably individual like yeah. I thought it might be. But still, um, but what, what how is- much of that has to go towards drain cleaner? <laughs> you know the shower drains are all clogged. They yeah, shower know. outside. <laughs> That's what the they, cricket's for. They hose, yeah, they hose each other off. Yeah, I've seen them hose the kids down. Um, but anyways, what I was getting to is Jace was in the lobby of this hotel in New York, and he's asking where the restroom is. And the guy kind of leads him to the front door, saying, "Oh, I'll show you." He said, outside, he's like, "Down the street, good luck." <laughs> so he he says he walks around the building. His wife calls, him, "Where are you?" He says. I, I was just kicked out of the hotel. <laughs> and he says, I think they were doing a little facial profiling. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just that thought was a right. That guy's but, hilarious. Yeah, I just finished reading the book about him too. Don uh, Don loaned it to me because his mom had bought it for him. Uh, it was very good. It's very interesting how they put the show together. And, you know, Cy wasn't supposed to be on the show originally. Uh, all kinds of good stuff in there. But yeah, no. you know, getting back to the show. Wait, <laughs> the our show? Oh. Our show. Yeah, getting back to our show. Um, 
mean, so you guys aren't really, uh, Richard, are you hearing anything around the park about this since it just happened? The announcement just came out? What I've been, well, I haven't heard anything since this new announcement with D23. But over the last six months to a year, the talk, the scuttle that's been going back and forth and talking to, like I said, a couple of friends of mine that are long-term cast members upstairs there, they've been saying that they've been told they're going to expand into a dining room. They're going to, something's going to be built for sure. Um, But sometimes they're being told it's going to be part of the club. Sometimes they're told this is going to be another separate club. Um, And then it's put back on the back burner right now uh, from what a lot of things have been going on. We've had a lot of projects that have, have suddenly been put on a back burner because of other unforeseeable expenses that have come up over the last couple months. So a lot of other projects uh, that I know of that they were really chomping at the bit to get going because they were going to, they wanted to get these things ready for the uh, 50 or for the uh, 60th 60th anniversary in two years. And, now I'm looking, I'm going, uh, it's not going to be ready. In so basically, time. no, you haven't heard really anything. It, so in, in all, uh, not, not, okay. since, not since D23. No, I haven't, I haven't even been in the park since D23. So. Okay, so and, moving on. And this whole thing's about granting equal access. So they have to make the kitchen well, bigger because they're moving the back door to become the front door. Well, they're, okay. Is First that, of all, they're expanding the kitchen because from what I get, it, the basic of what I'm getting out of this, they're expanding the kitchen and they're also going to, expand into the other dining room now you might look at it okay they want to have a bigger better kitchen okay here's a perfect place to do it well how are we going to make up that space well you go into the place that was never finished and you connect them that seems to make it up because a lot of people are going they just want to make their man you know their their membership larger they're just going after the buck they're going after the one these damn one percenters blah blah bitch mom (laughs) bitch mom well, and there is an equal access thing. And what's funny is it shouldn't have taken expanding the club to do it. There already right now should be equal access. Correct. And there, there's not. There's getting around it because the people who probably pay to go up there and want to go up there so badly don't care if they're being taken next to the trash heap before they get on the elevator and go up there. Probably well, because it's not because next it's, to the trash heap, but probably <laughs> it's, a very nice trash heap, too. Well, you know, it's a Disney-fied trash, trash heap. As so the trash heaps go, it's, it's, it's the not damn best bad. trash heap. So it doesn't stink, right? Well, you know what? Back doors of every restaurant. I come, Richard and I were walking to my timeshare in Vegas one year. So we, it was. it's a behind, roughly behind um, Hooters. Okay, so you're familiar where Hooters is, right, Mike? Yes, yes. I don't know about Guy. You know where Hooters I, is? I love being behind Hooters. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> This is the Hooters Resort. Hotel. This is the casino. Yeah, it's not Hooters just the restaurant. It's the full casino hotel resort. So, yes, you know, I, we'd, I, we'd, we'd walk to the monorail every morning. And as you, you go by, you go by this restaurant that's right next to Hooters. And I commented something to Richard about the back door of every restaurant, doesn't matter how good or how bad, it all smells the same. Yes. And so you can't get rid of that. Even at Disney even if it's tried to be mitigated, it all smells the same. But regardless, it is, you know, you go down these very boring corridors that are backstage corridors um, to get to these elevators. But that spilled grease you know, smell is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it really I, is. I'll throw this bit in. 
the kitchen upstairs, the actual Club 33 kitchen, is very microscopic. It has needed to be enlarged for quite a while. Yes, tiny. Uh, they, they, yeah, um, and they have been doing far more service over the last few years than they originally had intended it for. Mm-hmm. They really do need the larger kitchen. I will agree with Greg. I, I think uh, if they are indeed going to expand the kitchen into the trophy room, which makes complete sense because you do have a lot of room that you can use there, then it makes absolute sense that you're going to build this new dining area over on the side here to make up the lost space from what I mean it's going to be far more than what the trophy room has because let's face it the trophy room's not that big of a room you're you're talking about maybe 18 24 people but that's still lost dining space and that still is space that you do need to make up somewhere else to keep your business going. Yeah, and it's not that the area above uh, French Market is that large. In fact, I, it's not really that large, but if they expand out to some of the backstage area with the green rooms, which a lot of people are, are thinking they will, or at least to put some offices and stuff, um, should be interesting. Now, um, this is kind of for Guy, because Pooped Pirate on this blog says, um, okay. losing regular guest access to the Court de Angels, or Angels, would be devastating to me. I really hope that doesn't happen. Would you be devastated, guy, if you could no longer walk into that that courtyard with that old wood rickety stairway? Would that really, you know, tear I, your gut out? I guess it wouldn't, but I think I see. I, I see what the major problem with everybody that compl- that complains about this is not only losing access to stuff you have access to but losing the ability to visit this version of club 33 because i think most people don't get to visit that you know at all and never will but there's this thing that hey if i go there it's changed completely yeah you know i would have liked to have visited the 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 house of tomorrow oh the house of the future monsanto's house House of of the future but i didn't I'll have to yeah. enjoy pictures. You know, that's just the way it goes. And and for the mere fact that this is is an exclusive club and it's not open to the general public right. other than Disney, you know, being a little more relaxed and how you get up there, you know, with friends and members and tours. Uh, it's not something that was really meant to have a widespread, as far as I'm concerned, or a widespread uh, following, if you will. Uh, and then a lot of people are like, God, I hope they don't touch the main dining room. To be quite honest, the first time I saw the club, I was a little disappointed. You know, I'm walking up there in Graveyard going through, and I'm like, this is it? Yeah, it's all build-up, right? You have, you have no idea it, it what to expect. total build-up. It's yeah. like, that's one of the reasons that I didn't think Tower of Terror at Disney World was that great. I think the exterior is awesome. Because Richard gave me this great description of going through a hotel. On the I'm ride. sorry, man. It was awesome when I went through it. And I still look at the experience. Was great. We, we, no, I, don't. I'm not taking anything away from that, Richard. But Richard is a storyteller. Likes to tell a story. He told a really great story that when I went through it, I was on a huge letdown. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's certainly better, you know, the the movement through the hotel, but it's very short. And I think if you if you had somebody that wasn't a huge fan that went on both of them a year apart, they probably wouldn't have noticed that, you know, that the well, see, that I, moved yeah. over. When I went into this fifth dimension or whatever it's yeah. supposed to be with these like, you know, mirrors, mirrors and, and glass cutouts yeah. or whatever is going on in there, I'm like, this doesn't look like going through hotel corridors. It's I what I'm more yeah. fascinated. It all, 
that they ended about is they actually remove me from you know this shaft that's going up and down, remove my vehicle, run me to the other side, connect me to another one, and start dropping this thing up and down. Well, that's what that was the thing that really the mechanics uh, is yeah just the mechanics of it was fascinating. That and that you exit a completely different area than where you enter. That's that's still kind of I'm you know I missed that part of it in Tower of Terror at Disneyland. Now it's geezer seems to think it's all about money increasing the size will allow disney to add names to their long waiting list the experience will not be the same and i'd much rather see them working on fixing the many problems in the park tomorrowland is almost worthless okay now you know i wish this. those people like that just just shut up just go just don't go well, yeah. don't well, go well, you don't like geezer probably doesn't go to the club we don't no but don't go to disneyland no, geezer's never been to the club yeah but uh, he's got an ap though yeah. Okay. Yeah. But don't go. I mean, seriously, no, oh, I, Tomorrowland's I, worthless. Then stay home. Please. Yeah, I, I'm with you with these complaints, Mike. I know it, it's infuriating sometimes, but they're like, it's like again. I think Richard agrees with me, and I'm not 100 percent sure, but it seems like it's almost a trade-off. They're not really getting a whole lot more space, and they're not going through the list anymore. I mean, really going through the list that much more because they already went freaking through it when they opened the new 1901 because i know for a fact that people that got on the list last year got a call i've been on the freaking list for 10 years at least or pretty darn close to it i just got the call and the people right. one year ago that got on it because you know the list closed and then it reopened yeah. so they that you can see what they're raising the price they burned yeah. through a lot of people that couldn't afford the new sure. prices so. but there there has to be a a, a a financial gain to disney to do this i can only imagine that it, that increasing the kitchen space probably saves them money somehow they don't have to have things prepared elsewhere and brought in for well, anything god forbid or, a co- i'm not i'm not well, but that's got to be yeah. the point i'm not, I mean, I'm not taking know. this out on you guy but god sure. forbid a company does something so they can make money because well, when people should. make money they employ people you well, know, it's, you know, purpose of all companies. I don't see any of those guys, you know, when I'm looking for a job, none of those guys sleeping under, uh, you know, the, the overpass. The Occupy guys. Uh, they're not hiring me. They're not offering yeah. me a job. In fact, they'll kick me I, off the corner if I'm trying to collect on their corner. So, sir, you know. You have to go to the nonprofit theme park. <laughs> yeah. Our, <laughs> our, here's, here, here's, here's, here's part of the thing, too. And this is what I was saying about the kitchen needs to expand because they've been doing a lot more work than what I think that they had originally. Uh, you have a lot of these corporate accounts where they will have big breakfasts. They'll bring in their, uh, you know, 50, 100 people for breakfast. Uh, you'll have them come in for luncheons. You'll have uh, dinner parties on these different things. Uh, they are just running constantly, even when the park is closed. And a, a lot of the work that has been done in the kitchen, that small little kitchen, when it was just this nice little ornate club that you had a couple dozen people, that was fine. But now that you're getting, you're averaging all these people in here, you need the room. But more importantly, you need the to have the preparation area to be able to prepare the food that they're going to yeah. do. See, I think you're right. In the millennial age, or uh, far people, far more people know about it. Far more corporations know about it that would have never known they could join before. Sure. You know, the internet age has really opened this thing up to be bigger than it once was. And I think, like you're saying, you know, they do they do a lot more events. Um, 
Yeah, but also their menu is probably substantially larger than it was when the place was created. I mean, restaurants back then, you know, didn't offer anywhere near as many different options. In a fancy restaurant like this, you know, you need pages and pages of stuff. See, now, I would have rather, you know, if I had my rathers and I was... Are we still on? I'm here. Yeah, we're still on. Oh, I'm here. Hey, I, Some, all the white we, noise we, we, just... We yeah, I know. The now. white noise dropped. I heard it, too. Sorry. Oh, I, I, was, I muted my mic. I oh. guess my white noise went away. Do you have a fan? Anybody have a fan running? Uh, I have a small mini fridge not far from me. You know what? That's it. Mike, it's New Jersey. That's right. Yes. You got to say it the right way. New Jersey. Jersey. Remember, I went to Jersey once, but not on purpose. Um... No, no joke. It really happened. But anyways, if I had my druthers, you know, and I was in charge of the place, and, and one person did make a, a, a good point here is, you know, and it's something that Tony brought up when I did talk to him is because dining is done so well at Disney, or I mean Disney World, uh, especially dining plans, premium dining, that there's, there's been a renewed interest in Disneyland. And, you know, excuse me, I would have probably rather seen the jazz club open as a premium dining location rather than you know adding to the club but they they you know like I say i think the larger kitchen is going to serve a purpose it's going to probably you know maybe decrease wait time for meals uh who knows what it will do expand their their uh their menu a lot of things yes they're not doing it because they just happen to feel like doing it. It's going to help them some way. I totally agree with you, guy. But, you know, now we should be, if anything, we should clamor for things like open up to Tahitian Terrace again. I don't yes. care if there's a freaking show. Yeah. Forget the freaking show. We don't need to have hula girls opening up as premium dining. You know, so there is a way to. Um, you could sit there and overlook, look over the Jungle Cruise, too, if they do it right. Sure. Yeah. They could just get rid of that stupid lion that they put in there and, uh, uh, just get it open as as a dining location again. That would help. You know, it, it's just you know when you, they close things and they don't open other things to take up the slack. That's why it you know makes things crowded. Um, and also makes right. it look like they don't give a shit too. Yeah, I hate closed things. It, it just you're right. It it looks like uh, Nara Dreamland. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you're they, familiar they, with that one, guy? Oh right? yeah, the fake yeah. Uh, the Chinese Disneyland. I think that place is closed now. Uh, yeah, yeah Jap- it's Japanese Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, it's closed. In fact, there's I came across some update photos where it already. Lo- you remember that series? It's I think it's on uh, <laughs> Discover. Life after it, people. Life after people. Exactly. <laughs> I gotta say they, this. They show they show a picture of the monorail beam looking towards their Matterhorn Mountain. And it's already completely covered over with vines. You can't even see the beam through the through the jungle vines that have cr- that have crawled over this thing. Oh, it yeah. looks like life after people in there. Where yeah. where have you posted this in our little chat thing here? Or? No, but here's uh, if you just type Nara Dreamland today into Google, uh, you can see you can see I think exactly what he's speaking about. Yeah, oh, it looks interesting. All right, seems like something else came up here on. Uh, okay. You, oh, got, got gonna, you go ahead, Richard. You always throw. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to throw in the two bits about they have uh, reopened up the uh, area of the Tahitian Terrace as a city overfill uh, area for when uh, we get a lot of people and a lot of people are buying from the Bengal barbecue. You can get to the barbecue and then go sit over in there with your shish kebab. All the way inside. All the way inside. Okay. Well. 
That's All the way to where than, the restrooms are open, even in there. That's better than nothing. Yeah, but, it's it's a start. Yeah, it might maybe bring some attention to the area again. That hey, yeah, I I, I am one hundred percent convinced that there's a lot of mid-level managers because they haven't been at Disney that long. They probably don't even know the place exists. That Disneyland exists? I, no, 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 no. That some of these places inside I would Disneyland agree with Mike. exist, like the Tahitian Terrace. Oh. Yeah, oh, might, yeah, yeah, I don't sure. think I'm not going to be that cynical that says that they don't know Disneyland exists. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, no, you're you're absolutely right. They, they there are a lot of that uh, that mid level in there. In fact, that's been one of my topics at work. Is you have a lot of uh, mid level managers that they come in, they've been there less than five years, and you hear them talk amongst themselves, and their whole thing is, "Oh, I'm just going to be here for a couple of years." They're just getting their little mark for their resume and it's kind of sad when you think about it because you just don't have that and quite quite frankly, uh, they don't have don't that ownership know. they don't they don't take ownership yeah. of the place quite frankly i don't know if that that particular notch on your resume means what it used to be because i think a lot of people know what's happening they know that people are doing this thinking it's that notch. And if you don't spend a significant amount of time there, you know, if it's two years, to me, I'm looking at a resume. You were at two years. You didn't put – that's not a that's not a commitment, you know. Uh, but uh, this sort of was and sort of wasn't having to do with um, mice chat. But I saw something – I think it was an AP email. I don't know why I'm still getting those. But there was some AP event coming up at Indiana Jones, and it started to make me think... Oh, yeah. That's today. Is it today? That all of these little things, while interesting and cool, because I, you know, I've done the Behind the Steams tour in Florida, thought it was very cool. Yeah. But I wonder if all of this access really is a positive thing for the parks. Because... It just really kind of takes the the mystery of everything away. It, there's, yeah, you know, I don't know. Does it mean the same thing? Maybe because we come from a generation where that you could have never, without working there, have been able to do stuff like that. So is is it a big deal? Uh, I just see. I, I'm not. I don't remember how old you are, guy. I, yeah, thirty-seven. Okay, so you know, a little younger than I am. Yeah, a, few years. a little, yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I just turned fifty, so, um, you know, yeah. what, what do you guys? Yeah, think? no, I, I don't. I've never understood that mentality. Like, I've heard people in uh, in in message boards like uh, like my my chat where they where the, somebody will post like an aerial photo and somebody will be like oh oh i have to look away i it can't be spoiled you're spoiling all the magic and it, to <laughs> me it doesn't make any sense i mean you know just seeing how things work it doesn't it never to me has lessened my interest in it and i've never and i also haven't found that you know while i'm impressed by how it works and very interested in knowing about it i don't know that it's ever been something where, you know, I even thought about it later when I, you know, would it walk by, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, I always found when I'm there, I'm 
in whatever moment of enjoying, you know, whatever you're looking at. And so, I, you know, like you talked about the the trains tour in in, in Florida, you see you see a lot of interesting, you know, backstage uh, train stuff. And none of it. I mean, I I'd never thought about it again when I was there, you know, because I wasn't you weren't in those areas. Now, okay, so let me put it in a different perspective. Then. Sure. And I agree with you. The train, the train doesn't really give away any secrets per se. Okay, it's a right. It's a roundhouse, which isn't round, which a lot of right. people don't know. But you know, yes. hey, but it is two stories. It is two story, big deal. Ours is two stories. So. Yeah. Um, because you know, I think part of the the dream, if you will, was lost on me when I started to work there for so long. Yes, I being into architecture and yeah. design, I'm like, oh, this is oh wow, that's so simple. I could do that. You know, you, you really started to see how it's put together. And maybe it's because I spent ten years working there that, as a from the guest experience side, I can't help but you know, maybe sometimes be a little cynical about way things are run today versus when I was there, or I know how that works. So it's not quite as cool. So I'm not sure if it's that, because again, the trains really didn't give me any, anything away, but for those who had never walked the backside of the mansion or the backside of Indiana Jones yeah. to see how things work. I, okay. Sure. So if it's that aspect, it doesn't take any away to you. I mean, it really doesn't. It, none of that has. I, I've I've never been bothered by seeing how you know a trick works or anything, or seeing how you know a facade looks on the other side when it's really not all that impressive. I was uh, uh, taken off um, uh, Pinocchio's daring journey once with the lights on, and I mean, you look at it, and I mean, it looks oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, it, it certainly didn't didn't yeah, make well, it. Well, you know what it looks like. It looks like when the idiots take flash photography. Yeah, yeah. Inside, <laughs> which totally blows the illusion. Um, I'm amazed at this Nara Dreamland and the pictures that are coming out of here. <laughs> yeah, like you could, like you could just walk right through it. Like, yeah. You know, see, I was looking thing. at some of those. It's like what, some just abandoned chain. I would, You know what? I've never really wanted to go it. there. I do now. Because yeah. I think this would be really cool to explore. Uh, Richard and I drove Hopefully through. Hopefully, you don't die doing it. Yeah, Richard and I drove through <laughs> Castle Air Force Base once after it had been decommissioned, and it's just being used for. Um, There's I a museum there, there, right? FedEx flights, things like that. I don't even remember. You're talking about Castle, or are you talking about George? Uh, we're talking about George outside of uh, Victorville. Yes, right? it was, oh, sorry, it was George. And, you know, and the, the houses have, you know, there's holes in the wall, the glass is broke, you know, everything looks terrible. They're still using, you know, the, the runway for FedEx and things like that. But I just look at the place. This is like a ghost town. This would be perfect for, like, The Walking Dead or, yeah. or things like that. And um, and I understand they have been filming some stuff like that out there. I, I wouldn't doubt it. When well, Walking Dead's all done in Georgia, but uh, no, but they've been there have been like a couple of those horror movies. That oh, they cheap horror, those movies. El cheap horror. Yeah, yeah. I this just I would you know I, there's something about me that I probably would have paid some bucks to go see Nora Dreamland because it's such a cheap, obvious knockoff. Yes, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's got its curiosity factor. Um, yeah. That one in China is not quite as I think knockoffish oh, as was. this one. This one is just obviously such a ripoff. It's just right, right down to even the same font for the lettering. Oh yeah, it's that's what makes it so great. Because uh, you know, Guy and I one night talked about Pacific uh, Pacific Ocean Park, mm-hmm. and what was the one that I led you to that was out the Freedom Land? Out Freedom Land that was people who had left Disneyland within like mm-hmm. the first five years of opening Disneyland. They left 
and open up their own park that looked had a lot of the feel of Disney. It was really done well. Didn't last. Yeah. I know. Um, and they had this really amazing uh, Chicago fire attraction where oh, kids yeah. would get to participate in putting out the fire, which looked educational, but also looked like it would be amazing if you were a kid. Yeah. yeah. Now tell tell Richard and Mike, maybe they already know this. I was blown away by this. The nineteen sixty four, sixty five yeah. World's Fair, the the famous right. World's Fair that brought all these great things to Disneyland. New York City. Right. What wasn't it? No. Oh, that it wasn't an official sanctioned World's Fair. Yes. I what? did not know that. I found this yes. very fascinating. I'll uh, I'll pull it up uh, and read it so, off Wikipedia. Excuse me while I whip it out. <laughs> hey, real quick while he's uh, pulling up our uh, favorite Wikipedia site here. That's right. Um, I was going to throw in on your question, Greg. Which question? Yes, on your question, do Which... what what do we think about uh, pulling the uh, curtains back and showing off how some of the magic's done everything? I think the best way to describe it would be kind of like going and seeing a Penn and Teller show. They do a lot of magic tricks. They show you how it's done. It takes a lot of the mystery out of it. But it still can be entertaining. And when they do show an illusion that they don't show you how it's done, it makes it that much more fascinating, that much more wonderful. Yeah, to a certain, I, to a certain degree. But Penn and Teller will also show you how it's done and do something else in the middle of it yes. that you haven't figured out how they did it. So right. even and if I they're telling you, they're not telling you, which is great. Yeah. But I think that's watching some of the tours that they do give around there. I think that's what they're doing, hopefully, being cautious on some of it. But I got to say for myself, having been there a little longer than 10 years, (laughs) um, you know, I still have my times where I'm amazed by certain things in there. And I'm not just talking about the effects or something, but just how it all works together and how something comes together that you just look at it and say, how did somebody think of that? How, how, like you said, it's so simple, but it works so effectively. Yeah, a bicycle and, chain with fluorescent paint that looks like cars right. when you find. Yeah, and it, it, it just, and those certain little things, I, I, it just it keeps me going at at times. By it the keeps way, a little bit of that pixie dust going. You brought up Penn and Teller, so mm-hmm. tangents away. I was watching a film on Netflix a couple days ago that had Gwyneth Paltrow, one of my favorite cuties. Um, Travolta's wife, another just drop dead gorgeous Kelly cutie. Preston, Kelly Preston, and Christina Applegate, and Mike Myers was also in it. Not not the slasher guy, but the semi comedian guy. Oh, is this the uh, airline one? Yes, yeah, okay. and, yeah, I like that movie. And the pin and teller that never talks, and uh, he's teller, right? Teller, that's teller. Yeah, he speaks in that movie. What's mm-hmm. this movie called? Up in the air, I think. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. No, up in the air, is George uh, Clooney. That's the George what Clooney is it called? one that I hated. That everybody thought was so uh, wonderful. Uh, let me see if I can uh, search that real quick. But it, it was done fairly recently. It it was entertaining. I just happened to find it as a reference from another film. I, I think it was watched. about ten years ago. Is it yeah. that? Is it that long? Ago? I think so. But I, I also thought it was called Up in the Air. So yeah, well, uh, you're <laughs> not right on everything, I, I guess. I, <laughs> I actually saw that movie. Oh, here it is. Because I just watched Zach and Miri make a porno because everybody talked how funny that was. <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny, but I watched it. I found it view very from the top. A view from exactly view from the top. View from the top. And it is ten years old. Wow. That kind of I guess that kind of makes sense. She looked a little younger, but she still. I, I've always liked Gwyneth. Thought she was cute. Um, so anyway, yeah, I was fine. The teller he turns and it's like, wait, that's 
back to yes, Teller. Yeah, you know? he he um he used to be a school teacher here in New Jersey. Um, really, it's like an English teacher. Yeah, wasn't Pendulette also a teacher there? I thought I, that's how they met. I don't I don't think so. Um, I know he went to like clown college and stuff. Uh, I don't think he was. <laughs> you should but, see Pendulette's uh, house. Oh, I'm sure. It's but nuts. I've 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 also no. And uh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was just going to say it's nuts. It's uh, his house yeah. is nuts. It's like added on and clash of architectural styles. You know, the kind of I'll thing that makes you make Greg's head, head explode if it's on. <laughs> it it might. I'll tell you this about Teller though. If you if you ever you know go to a meet and greet after their show or something, he talks then too. So I mean, he'll say hi to you and take a picture with I, you. And, yeah, I've never seen him on. Yeah, when a camera's rolling and speaking. That's yeah. Just, you know. He he also he was uh, uh, there was a documentary on the Fantastics, the Broadway show that I saw, and he was in it and uh, and talking in the documentary, which was on. Um, I have the, the, the uh, real quick, the uh, stuff about the World's Fair. Yes. Uh, from Wikipedia, from the chapter Controversial Beginnings, uh, just this uh, segment is the important part. To ensure profits to complete the park, fair organizers knew they would have to maximize receipts. An attendance of 70 million people would be needed to turn a profit. And for attendance wow. that large, the fair needed to be held for two years. The World's Fair Corporation also decided to charge site rental fees to all exhibitors who wished to construct pavilions on the grounds. This decision called caused the fair to come into conflict with the Bureau of International Expositions, the international body headquartered in Paris that sanctions world fairs. BIE rules stated that an international exposition could run for one six-month period only and that no rent could be charged to exhibitors. In addition, uh, rules allowed only one exposition in any country within a 10-year period, and the Seattle World's Fair had been sanctioned in 1962. So uh, it was, and they went on to not sanction it, and it's one of the one of the non-sanctioned World's Fair. There's been plenty of other ones, uh, if you look on the list on there, but it is it is one of the ones that wasn't uh, wasn't legit. But we were talking about it because so I had uh, that's talked like about... That's like having, I'm sorry, so that's like having two, having the Olympics last two years rather than just the five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but we were talking about some of the structures that are still there and you know there's uh there's there's not much but there are some neat things to see for people that go visit and they you know they've reused uh some things and you know certain things like uh water fountains and benches are still in the same spot and still the same concrete water fountains that were there in 64 All right so Did they blow a lot of that up in men, uh, men in black yeah, yeah, that the the stuff from Men in Black is all really there. All right, I have questions before we uh, roll into OUs. I have questions for our guest. Sure. So uh, you know, I'm, while we're talking, I was just kind of banging around the uh, Adventure Club podcast website here. So how yes. how do you convince some of these dudes to come on your show? <laughs> we just ask. Really. Yeah, no, we just ask. I mean, you uh, send them send them an email saying, "Hey, we just do this." You, how do you feel about? Do they yeah. Skype into you or phone it in or what? It depends. I mean, you know, who 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 specifically are you talking about? All right, so I see. You know, I'm sure the the Rob Corddry interview is probably right. a, a hoot because that guy's 
Whacked. Yeah, that he's, was he's, yeah. He was promoting uh, Children's Hospital, and we have a a show on. We we have more than one show on there. There's about five shows on there, and there's a show that's all about Adult Swim, and so he was promoting that on that show. Okay, all right, so that makes sense. Uh, who else is working? Andy, you know, Andy's got lots going on, so I don't. I was surprised. Right, right. Um, Lilith, <laughs> that caught me by surprise. Yeah, her no, her I interviewed. That wasn't on a podcast though. I interviewed her when I was on the radio. So, well, so yeah, give them your background because it's not like you just popped on podcasting one day. You had some background in radio, right? Yeah, yeah, I worked in radio for for a long time, and uh, I liked it. But the thing with radio is there's there's not a whole lot of money in it, and beyond the fact that there's not a lot lot of money in it, it's really unstable. And you have to have a desire to move around. And despite the white noise in New Jersey, I like it here. Uh, yeah. And so it, it was it was one of those things that I did for a while. But, you know, as I, you know, wanted to have a family and things like that, it just didn't seem like the 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 right career to be in. And uh, then, you know, I found, hey, you could do this without a boss and make absolutely no money at it, but stay up until which, which is, two in the morning. Which is how which is not very different from radio anyway. Right. Yeah, but yeah, no, we've had uh, we've had a blast. We've had wonderful, wonderful people on, and uh, uh, and and just a huge variety of people. But it's always a matter of just you know, I see somebody like there was a documentary I was watching on TV a couple weeks ago, and I said, you know, I let me uh, reach out to the people who made this and see if they want to come on and talk about it. And what I'll do is I'll send them the list of you know, all the celebrities that have been on and say, hey, you know, just take a look here, some of the past guests. And I think every big guest you get leads to another big guest saying, well, you know, hey, if uh, if Bernie Coppell would sit down and talk to them for an hour or, you know, Dean Cameron would talk to them, why, you know, I could talk to them, you know. Okay, so some of these guys are promoting stuff then. It's just, just there another channel. They mostly are, yeah. Okay. I mean, most of them are promoting something. A lot of them come on just because, you know, it's fun. Some of them come on, like uh, Joe Camp, the, the director of Benji, uh, he's got he's got a website and he sells books and, you know, he's got a, a ranch. He's a fascinating guy. He uh, raises horses now and he's written multiple books about horses. But uh, I had him on to talk about, uh, uh, you know, his books and I, you know, told him I wanted to talk about the Benji films and he was more than happy to just talk about it. And we were supposed to go for a certain amount of time and that passed and he kept going and we just kept talking and we, you know, went for about an hour and a half. And then afterwards I said, Hey, you know, would you, would you like to do it again? And he, you know, said, yeah, sure. You know, contact me. And so a year later called him up, we did it. We did two hours plus, you know, talking about it. So, I mean, a lot of people, you know, like to talk about their career, you know, I mean, you know, especially, you know, if, gotcha. uh, if if they feel that you know that you understand and appreciate what they're talking about, you know people like to talk about it. Cool. All right. That's yeah. I'm going to post a picture in our little thing here. You got to scroll down to see it in this article, but you tell me what's wrong with this picture. All it right. is a crack up. Okay. It's one of these, you know, cultural things we probably just don't get. All right. So once once I see this picture, then we'll jump on the <laughs> over-unders, right? The over-unders. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm just, I'm just listening to the guy talk, and I'm just jealous. He actually has real people to get to talk about real subjects rather than just us. 
Well, I know when I went to <laughs> talk. What? <laughs> Snow White. Is that is that like a, a hoochie drink you get there? Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, yeah, when we went to talk to um, Rolly, you know, he had vetted us through somebody. They're like, oh, okay, he's talked to them. He's okay. You know, it's, right. You just got to ask. That's what yeah. I found. That is just so wrong. That's I'm hilarious. sorry. That is just absolutely wrong. Okay. Have you have you seen it, guy? Yeah, I've seen it. So this was Nara Dreamland, uh, Snow White, and she's got like a window Where, somewhere below her, her derriere. Below her yeah, waist, and yeah. she's pointing yeah. at it. Yeah. I don't know if this is – it says Nara, but I look at the castle. That's not the Nara castle. So Yeah, it looks kind of like the Nara castle. Uh, no. no, it doesn't. Nara no. castle's pink. That's the Nora Castle looks like Disneyland. Backside, though. Yeah, backside, because you take a look at some of those old pictures that uh, Guy sent, and this kind of looks like the backside of the castle. Yeah, it might be. I mean, there's a few other knockoffs over there, but... Um, Brings a whole new meaning to Sugar Wars. Yeah. I, I know you follow some of this stuff, uh, Guy. Have you seen the, uh, the one in Japan that's now closed that was done to Gulliver's Travel? I, I, uh, I'm trying to think if I have. I was thinking of the uh, asterisk one uh, the, when you said that, but uh, I don't know. Is that the one with the giant girl that leans over the train, or is that something different? Uh, well, there. <laughs> Hold there, on. There is a giant guy laying on the ground um, that you can walk around. It's pretty much another one just sitting there that people have climbed over the fence to take pictures. Um, I guess over in Japan, you don't tear something down so someone else is ready to build. I mean, it's just, um, it's right. it's amazing that these places exist that you, like, you know, Nara Dreamland is still standing. That I mean, it, Pacific Ocean Park didn't last that long before they, they went and tore the thing down. So, um, oh, this I looks pretty gotta, cool. Now I got to click on links. Click <laughs> 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 This is still absolutely still wrong. Not right. Okay. Not right. Frames like that. Let's see. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. It, oh, that's great. That was what I thought immediately. I was like, Gulliver's Travels. Yes, giant person. That's awesome. And that's... I realized that's probably not a theme park. Oh God, I'm looking at Gulliver with spray paint all over him and people standing on top of his head. Yeah, there's a really funny picture of a maintenance worker cleaning his eyeball with this big brush on a stick it's it's just kind of funny but yeah it's another yet another theme park um in japan just we have a lot of that you know in this country i mean you guys talked about adam mostly called route 66 well (laughs) i don't know if we we don't leave entire theme parks to rot i think uh i think splendid china has that been torn down splendid in uh Splendid China was a was a theme park in Orlando. Uh, let me see if it was ever torn down. But I, I, last I heard, it was still around. It's been gone for it's been closed for years, and like skateboarders ride around in it. Well, wasn't there a, a religious theme theme park in Orlando too? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that, I think that's still open though, right? Is that Doug I, I Henning's think place? So. I think. Um, but here you go um, in. Uh, uh, Splendid China, they started to tear it down this May, uh, but it closed in 2003. So it sat there for 10 years. Yeah, that is a while. I think that was the one that um, 
that Earl must have told me about that was out there. I think he had showed me pictures. It was did they have like uh, you know like statues of yeah, it looks like China. And, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, Holy Land Experience uh, is is a religious theme park in in Orlando, and that one's still running. But there there's probably across the country been quite a few that have closed over the years, and there may be another one in in Florida. Reminds me of Fletch Lives that <laughs> park there. Right. Oh, yeah. I was thinking more of uh, uh, for richer or poorer when he had the the holy theme park where Tor 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 is good for the Japanese ones and also good for the Jewish guys. And they yeah. had the, the burning bush <laughs> and they had you know. <laughs> you, know you, okay. you guys haven't seen that one with Tim Allen? Yeah, it was just on the other day. <laughs> All right, over unders, right? Yes, been waiting. Sure. All right. So feel free, Guy, to chime in. Well, we'll let Guy go first. And all. Yeah. Ooh, all right. All right. He's the guest. Segment nine. Question one. Finish the sentence. If Walt was defrosted and brought back to life, he'd be most impressed with blank inside Disneyland. Finish with a one-word answer. Um, cleavage. Okay. Oh, cleavage, huh? Lack of smoking, but that's not one word. Well, okay, There's a. it says you can do a paragraph, but I didn't want to say paragraph because then I know Greg will talk too much. I would think cleavage, though. I mean, seriously, if, if you were defrosted from the 60s to today. Yeah. I don't know. You're talking about the free love period of the 60s. <laughs> that's true. The yeah. skirts and all but, that. But if you looked at the pictures in Disneyland during the 60s. People dressed people up, were, yeah. People dressed up. It was still oh, fairly yeah. conservative. All right, go, Greg. Uh, most impressed by uh, God, I want to say that the park was still there, but I'm going to say uh, Indiana Jones. I think that's probably a pretty technical advancement of attraction since uh, you know he was he was frozen. Okay, <laughs> Richard, <laughs> nothing. He would be impressed with nothing. Okay, he would be saying, I, and this is all you've gotten done. Yeah, he'd be saying, no, Where, "Where's the animatronic of me?" No. Yeah, I was, I, I'm gonna go and, I, and go ahead, guy. No, I think the the answer probably would be something simple like you know uh, TV screens that you know we have today or something. Because uh, I was gonna say he's impressed that you know there's some changes occurred, probably not enough to his taste, but at least they carried on. All right, question two. Finish the sentence. If Walt was defrosted and brought back to life, he'd be least impressed with blank inside Disneyland. Well, I, how are these over-unders? This end turns out. Hang, hang on, hang on. Note, right. I've taken his lack of place to smoke complaint off the table. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, least impressed by, I'm, I'm going to say uh, the food at quick service restaurants. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. That's a great one. Um, mine's kind of a, the bigger, uh, least impressed by buildings that are closed for no particular reason. They're, they're, nothing's been replaced. You know, they're just empty shells. I think there's a few examples in the park that would. That, that's a good one, too. Okay. I, I can't think of. I, I, I want to say both of you, what you guys said, because those are both really good ones. I have two things. Since Richard has Nothing. basically punted. So what do, they, what do they say about uh, first first line cast members? Eh, I'm gonna say he's gonna be least impressed with the <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's gonna be least impressed with the fact that nothing that not everything is open when it opens and not everything stays open till close. One. That's good too. And two, 
they price gouged the crap out of everybody. Wasn't the famous one that said if it costs a nickel, charge a nickel? Right. They, yeah. yeah, if coffee only costs it. But, you know, coffee doesn't cost a nickel anymore. It does cost two or three bucks. So Okay, but you're still paying $5. Are you? Yes, I, don't, I, don't buy, I don't buy coffee. So. Okay, well, not coffee, then Coca-Cola. Yeah, I know what you mean. It is a little more expensive. Because but, because you, know. you pay $3.29 for a, a, a large soda inside, you know, say, Flows, right? Right. And then you can jump outside the park and go to AMPM and get twice as much soda for a dollar ninety nine or not a dollar dollar twenty nine. And their overhead so. isn't as much, and there's a lot of other things to figure you know, in that. I, but I, I'm also going to say, you know, we ta- we've talked about this subject before on the prices, and one thing that I always criticized in the past was, yeah, the prices are kind of high. Why are we always charging these type of prices? And at, we're talking about the ticket price coming in. And I was always told, well, part of it also is to keep the riffraff down to a minimum because sure. if you're spending yeah. that type of money, you're not going to take the, you know, spend that type of money and then go screw around to get yourself kicked yeah. out. Correct. No, no, Never- this is. This is totally true. I mean, if you and, go to a theme and, park that costs twenty five bucks to get in, the guy next to you paid twenty five dollars to get in. And I, you know, didn't really buy that until the days Greg and I were working there, and we had what we those twenty dollar days coming into the park, which we referred to as shoplifting days, because that's that was it. People were coming in, and they were causing all sorts of trouble, and we and they were go, go, getting kicked out just as fast as they were coming in. And it's like, oh, man. And I actually look at it today that, yeah, the prices are high, but it does keep things down to a minimum. No. I'm not – I wasn't talking about admission. I don't have a problem with – I don't really have, to have much of a heartache with admission. You're talking about the general price overall, but I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll defer to Greg on his comment. Yeah, the overhead is so much higher on a lot of that stuff. Uh, well, we, yeah. I mean wages are a lot more. There's a, I know it's hard to say. You know, Everything in general is more expensive, and then right. Disneyland is even plus that. Uh, and, and Mike, you're thinking about open and close. I I thought I read somewhere, and I could be wrong, and I don't know where we'd find this information out. But even over the years back in Walt's days, there were things that didn't open at park opening. There were things that closed. Or, you know, oh, okay, like then, you, the, then you're changing uh, your story because I know in the past we've talked about. We have like the things, popcorn cart was always open in Main Street. There was things that, that were always open, but I, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure. Like I said, I'm, I, because we do know the park used to close two days a week, and we've talked about why it did, and maybe it should go back to that. But I'm not 100 percent sure that everything was always open first thing in the morning. I'm just okay. You know, all right. I, I'll agree with that. There, there were certain certain items that were open and closed with the park. But there were other items that were delayed opening and closing too. I say when Richard started working there, and I started a few years later, you were it was still pretty much run by, let's say the the second generation with some of the still the, let's say the first generation people still working at the park that had been running it for years. You know, mm-hmm. Eisner had barely been there, really hadn't gone into the parks well, to do much yet, and look at the way it was run then. That's probably pretty similar to, you know. 10 years, 20 years before when Walt was around. When, when I came in there, we still had Don Tatum and Card Walker running the company. <laughs> there you go. And Van France was, I, I actually, Van France was one of the instructors I did have at the university. So right. go figure. Question okay. number three. Back, even back then, there were things that opened and closed with the park, but there were things that were delayed open. And then closed early prior to the park, too. Well, you know, okay, the one thing that I can remember, okay, I, 
my some of my earliest memories of Disneyland around 1970-71. Okay, so Walt's only been, you know, cryogenically frozen for, you know, 3 years. Yeah. 3 years. And I would be PO'd when I'd go. I liked the mine train. That mine train was seemed like it was only open at peak periods. It would be closed when I'd be there a lot um, sure. at certain times of year. So I know some things were seasonal. The the Columbia became a seasonal thing. Um, so don't know if it was 100% like that when Walt was there or they, they relaxed a little bit after the old guy died, which is very possible also because he was always in conflict with, you know, things like that. So, so I said okay. so too many times. Right, so okay. go on, move Question on. number three, over under. Over under $10,000. How much are the original blueprints for Mickey's Toontown selling for on eBay? <laughs> Note this is a sale as a buy now as opposed to an auction. Oh, so by now, okay, go, okay. I'll I'll say it's under. It's got to be under that. Although people post things, if it's not sold for, you know, and just as posted for, it could be anything. But I'll say under. <sighs> you know, when he says Toontown, I'm sorry to be specific here, but every Mickey's building Toontown. has a bunch of different blueprints. You know, there's an overall site plan. Is it the actual blueprints for every single attraction? Original um, blueprints for Mickey's Toontown. Yeah, I think that's he's worded you, that incorrectly. See, I, I see that all the time. I, when people were selling original blueprints, and I emailed one of the guys, there is no such thing as an original blueprint. There's an original vellum. Back in those days, it had been vellum. Mm. And then you made a blueprint from vellum or uh, erasable bond. So the blueprints were copies of the originals. There is no freaking such thing as an original blueprint other than to say maybe the ones that uh, first came with a stamp on it from the building department. And still, that is a copy of the original drawing. All right, dude. Over or under? Come on. <laughs> under. Okay. Richard. Okay, I'm going to throw in just a little bit with Greg because <laughs> Toontown's an awful lot. So you're talking about a room full of books that you're talking about if you're saying all of Toontown yeah, and all the blueprints. especially since it was done in, the, say, the modern age. There's a lot of freaking plans. I'm but sure. regardless, I'm going to say that uh, anything right now, especially since we just got through a D23, when I was amazed at how much people were paying for literally crap that they shoveled off of Main Street. Um, I'm going to say over. I'm going to say over as well. And do you know the answer or do we have to go look? I have. He sent me an answer key. When we're done, I can, I'll can. i look at it. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Number four. Question four. Get to know your hosts over under. Over under $200. What is the most money you have spent on a Disneyland souvenir for yourself? <laughs> Guy, go ahead. So for over two hundred. Yeah, mine's over. Yeah, mine's over. I'm an under. <laughs> I've never spent over two hundred bucks. Really? Really? Jeez. Not even once. Think about it. Not even once. The 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 two things that I got, I only still have one in my possession, were Company D, you know, signage reject signage things. One was from Blast of the Past that. Uh, so you, that, that guy was, spent more at Company D than two hundred dollars. <laughs> well, no, 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 on one item. On, on one, one item. item. Well, on a single. Well, okay, on a single item, no. But so one was the didn't, that, that castle that was okay, that was well, like so sixty wait, wait. bucks. So back up, Richard. Have you spent two hundred over two hundred dollars on a single on item? A single item. Yes, I have. Okay, and I'm sorry, Mike. What were the two things you have and one you don't have anymore? The. The signage from Blast of the Past, remember Blast of the Past? Okay, the, the, yeah, yeah. The street yeah. sign that was like uh, the prism, you know, the 3D. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's long gone. I don't know where that is. But the, oh, the castle I got. The you've key. lost it. 
Oh, uh, I I kind of have an idea, but I'm not going to go into it on there. Lost is oh, okay. Mystery. Okay. Uh, okay. So what what is the other item? Since you've only spent bought your item is doesn't your house doesn't have a lot of Disney stuff. Uh, no. I've noticed that. No. Uh, um, so what's the other item you bought? That castle. That castle picture. <laughs> oh, no, okay. the cast, that castle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. That's so, right. Because I commented on your new framing, yes. which did look good. Big money. Yeah. All right, so question five, get to know your... Whoa, okay. so are you over $200 now? Because you had to have it framed. Well, yeah, frame. okay, but I didn't spend that. I didn't buy <laughs> the souvenir. Yeah, no. okay, I didn't buy it. Go, go ahead. <laughs> but yes, now that re- reframing that did cost over 200 bucks. Uh, question five, get to know your host, pick them. Better amusement park, not Universal or Magic Mountain? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, wait, we're talking this year. I, I gotta say <laughs> oh, that's that's, a, that's an excellent question. You don't get you don't get to choose. Okay. Just by the a, way, Richard, I just went or Mike, I just went and found the backside of Nara Dreamland Castle. That picture we looked the upskirt of Snow yeah. White. Yeah, yeah, is and not, not Nara. Yeah, sure. Uh, I love that you've been spending wrong. the last twenty minutes looking. For no, that. I'm, just, I'm still <laughs> on all of those abandoned Nara, uh, all those links. And I just yeah. have to be scrolling down, and there it is. Yeah. Um, sorry. So, I'll back. what were we saying? What Better amusement park. Yeah. Knott's, oh. Universal, or Magic Mountain? Yeah, Knott's is not what it used to be. Uh, Magic Mountain is a series of uh, metal detectors with a couple rides next to them. And uh, <laughs> Universal's still pretty good. I love, uh, I love the, uh, you know, the back lot there. It's a real back lot. I got to go. I got to go Universal. Oh, this is hard. You know, for, for a lot of the same things you said, I want to go with unit. Well, I want to go with Knott's because I worked there. It's the first music yeah. park I worked at. And they just did a complete uh, refurb of the log ride. Next year, they're going to do the mine train. But it's being so hor- – it was ho- so horribly managed with Cedar Fair, even with Matt Omelette. With- Omelette? Omelette? We met. We met. We met. Which everybody thought was just going to come in and sweep over Knott's. You know, he's got other theme parks to worry about besides just Knott's. Um, I haven't seen any great things going on. So I'm, as much as I hate to say it, I think I'm going to have to go to Universal. And I do have, you know, a small affinity for it. Mike and I kind of had some formative years there with an annual pass. Had a lot of good times. Cheap ass annual pass. Um, yeah, really. It costed like, what, five extra dollars 15, over the I'll say $15 yeah. dollars over. Uh, the one thing I don't like about them, for a place that knows how to make movie magic, they don't know how to make a fucking attraction. Because a lot of their attractions are done so... So half-ass, uh, Jurassic yes. Park. Or are they cut? Are they cut off? Right? They're they're short. Wait, it's over yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jurassic Park could have been so much better, and it's really a cheesy water ride with a f- you know a few dinosaur heads in it. Last all of about two minutes, I think. Mummy, yeah. same thing. Mummy, the same thing. Oh, the Mummy in Florida. I haven't been on the Mummy here. I've only been on the Mummy in Florida, and I understand it's longer. It's got a pretty interesting queue. I have to say the Florida theme park, but we're talking California. The Florida theme park is kind of interesting. I'm going to go to – got to go Universal. Okay, Richard. Because Knott's is just in some poor shape. Um, Complete agreement with both Greg and Guy. Guy's uh, analysis is spot on between uh, the current state of Knott's Prairie Farm, which I would love to be able to say is great, but not in its current state. Yeah, Universal is it right now. Yeah, um – same, same. You know, Knott's has nice memories, especially considering uh, Halloween Haunt, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I used to work that. Yeah, we had a lot of good times. And, and Richard and I, you know, we traded sign-ins. He, I, I could go into the park 
365 days a year with a sign in. He couldn't go in that many times. So we pretty much went to any park we wanted on any day. Well, it was great <laughs> during college because Greg would sign us in for lunch. I'd sign us in for dinner between classes. It, it and, was and fun. Knotts, and Knotts right now has the has the connotation that it's the it's the second place booby prize if you can't get into Disneyland. So yeah, it's going to take some work to get it back up there. I mean, they are. I understand they are trying. They just redid the boardwalk. Like I said, they just did redid the uh, the log ride. And as soon as I get my brother-in-law to sign me in, I'll, I'll give you an update on that. I have seen one ride through, and it, it looked pretty good. The thing I the the way the reason I never really consider Six Flags is partly because it's just a steel roller coaster park. I mean, it's got some log rides, you know, or the flume rides, but in general. Now nah, it's Magic Mountain know, it's, is not geographically desirable. It's always hot or balls yep. out there. Oh no. yeah, you got to walk up and down hills. So, it's, but exactly. but the biggest thing is what guys said, and that's the way I've always felt with <laughs> metal, it the last metal, twenty years. Metal detectors, metal detectors, and you're if it's not the rides that you're afraid of, it's the person sitting next to you on the <laughs> yes. ride that you're afraid of, yeah. or that you wore the wrong color shirt. Yeah. yeah, shame on you. All right, so yeah, universe that could, that could happen on one day a year at Disneyland too. Oh yes. My, my my thing is and learn okay, everything I know. But, but they I know, won't shoot you. They'll just give you a hug and kiss. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> every, everything I know, I learned by watching Star Trek. Never wear red. Yeah, that's right. And then that's true. One day a year at Disneyland. All right. So yeah, Universal's my choice. Universal, my choice. I got to say though, Greg, you're you're just a magnet because everybody always, you know, all the guys are always yes. trying to pick up on yes. you, no matter. Where we're going? You know what? Both sexes can't keep their hands on. Hey, no, that's not that's not the case. (laughs) I'm not even going to go there. Okay, Uh, real quick, I do have an update on Indiana Jones before we end the show, but continue, please. I got two. All right, fine. Two more questions. Question six: Know your Disney Disneyland history. Pick them. Over under four. How many times has Julie Nixon Eisenhower been to Disneyland? While a relative was the president or vice president of the United States, um, there was no over, number over four, under four, 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 oh, four. Sorry. Um, Well, I, I know she was there at least twice uh, that I've seen pictures of. Um, I'll go with the. I'll go with over because um, there are, the, you know, there's them cutting the ribbon. She was there for that. There's the parade that's on uh, one of the Disneyland specials. Uh, and, and this is just while her father was what? President, governor of California or all? It says, how many times Disneyland was, well, a relative was president or vice president? No, okay. no um, senator, governor. But he was like, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was, uh, well, he said he relative also there. Too. He was also there for the opening of the uh, the Twenty Thousand Leagues uh, attraction uh, as well. What was it? What was it called out there? Oh, you mean the submarine? Well, submarine submarine voyage. Yeah, submarine voyage. Yeah. Well, I believe he was there for. I know there's a picture of him getting into one, but I think he was there for the opening day of that. Uh, I'll I'll go with the the over. I'm not sure, but yeah, right. I'm gonna go with the over because of two simple things in his wording. Relative. Oh, oh, relative because of who she married. Yeah, because between yes, Eisenhower yes, yes. Oh, and Nixon, way over. Nixon being president and vice president, there's there's are, a there's a long period of time for her to have, uh, you know. Are we only that, going? So. Yeah, that's true. And are and, we only going with the the California parks? Because I know she Disneyland. was at the opening yes, of, of River Country in in Florida. But Disney, okay, yeah, no, it's, I think I think it's over because of that. And, and I'm also going to go way over on that one too because yep. uh, they lived right to, right down the street. 
from here. Uh, Nixon's they lived in Yorba Linda, and then later on, even when Nixon was president, he had the he he uh, vacation home that was right, uh, right down the street here in San Clemente. In his older years, he did not live there. That was Youngin's home. But his, the Western White House was like down in San, Cle- San Clemente, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, San Clemente, just down the road here. Well, it's like, yeah. But right. I, I just think it's but, more. And he was also friends with Walt. Somewhat, true, yes. Too. Yeah, somewhat. I mean, I think I think a lot of it came to be that he was the governor and, you know, that it's a good no, guy Nixon, to be friends Nixon, with. Nixon was never governor. Oh, no, you're right. Nixon wasn't governor. Yeah, No, you're right. He, he was a uh, he was congressman. He was a congressman. And oh, then you're he absolutely became right. president. I'm All right. Sorry. So I'm going to go with but over as well because you know I have – I'm just going to go with the flow on that one. I, well, I just got to throw this in here real quick because I'm still browsing some of these awesome pictures of the dreamland. It was open on a whopping 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. one day. <laughs> the sign's here for its hours. I'm like, oh, my God. All right, question seven. Uh, know your Disneyland history. This is the pick em. Richard Nixon was on hand in Disneyland for the Monorail Matterhorn submarine dedication in 1959, yeah. but he was also in the park in 1955 for the opening of this quote-unquote Yesterland restaurant. So you have to tell uh, me the name of the Yesterland restaurant. So now I'm going to open the answer key. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. You haven't even answered. And you're so that's oh, okay. Question, all right. You're right. I'll right? wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Um, so, I'm gonna, and I can't think of. I can't think of the names. So I'm not going to be able to say it. But I think it was that. Um, wasn't there a, a barbecue place? And Greg, I know you covered it on your show. Um, um, that was owned by a, a celebrity. Banjo. The Silver Banjo it's place. The, Fest that Parker. Wasn't, no, it's not Fest Parker. It's. Um, not leave it to Beaver. What was the other show that was kind of my three beaver-ish? sons? No, Ozzy uh, and Harriet. Ozzy and Harriet. He was the next door neighbor in Ozzy and Harriet. I can't think yeah. of his name right now. Uh, but it's no, not that. but that wasn't 1955. He opened a few years after. Yeah, I'll say it was Aunt Jemima's Pancake House. I was gonna go there. Um, yesterday, yesterland. See that that could be the Red Wagon Inn, which still exists under a different name. Um, so I'm going to go with that because I don't know any. I can't think of anything else. I'm going to go with the Golden Horseshoe Saloon. It's not really a Yesterland since it's still open and operating. How about the right, free- go, go, go for it? No, go for it. That's- I'm going to go for that. Okay. One. The Frito Lay Place. Oh, good old oh. Well. which is where the banjo place went into when Frito Lay moved to the new location. Hey, Klondike. All right, so here we go. All right, so so that's your guess, but you don't know the answer. Correct. Now I'm about to okay. hit. Okay. Gonna, oh, okay. Yours for free. Okay, sorry. All Go right. Ahead. So now we have the answer to question three: the over/under on the blueprints. Yeah. Oh my it's gosh. Over. <laughs> it's over, right? Yes. Buy them now for the low, low price of twenty-five k. Holy crap! Nobody's gonna buy it though. <laughs> it's, I gotta go look at it and see what they call blueprints. Yeah, let's uh, here, uh, I'll click the link. Give my professional opinion. One of a kind auction set of original Di- Diazo blueprints from Mickey's Toontown Anaheim, California. Got them contractor who lost the bid, and so these are never used. You could actually reconstruct Toontown with these. You might run across one <laughs> or two. Never a set like these. Beware of any that are black and white. They are photocopies. These are originals made by or for Disney you can get Studios. Get the photocopies for thirty nine bucks. I think I'd go with that. The combined yeah, weight of these good. is about 150 pounds. They need to go in several boxes. FedEx, UPS, separately insured. You choose, but please ignore the shipping quote. Bob, my guess meant around $100. Uh, blueprints Somebody are very slim. Is... Oh, wow, look at this. 
Blueprints from Fantasyland, Frontierland, Tomorrowland that are half the size sell for between $500 and $1,000 each. Here are 768 in in mint or near mint condition, more than two decades old. Yeah, so I've, I actually did buy um, uh, some mansion blueprints. They were basically yeah. just a plan. And right. someone has somewhere, someone probably, you, what you can do is you can make a reverse from a blueprint. So you can get um, a good, good, let's say, quasi original to make new blueprints from and i could tell it wasn't old i mean it's yeah uh, it still had its blueprint smell um so yeah there's uh there's somebody here selling uh you know what i'm assuming are some kind of copies i mean i i i have uh the uh you know just printed copies of the blueprints for the house of the future a ton of them you know it's like the size of a book uh but you know I don't think he sold this for 25k. By the way, this says listing ended and doesn't show anybody who. Yeah, nobody I, wanted to pay that much. That's right. silly. Now, the, what's they're good, funny they're is good looking though. They look they look like regular blueprints. Did you put? The, can you put the link? Ah, uh... oh, sure, sure. Hang on. Well, I, I clicked on the one that you had, but it, it says Walt Disney World. But these yeah. don't look like Disney World buildings. These look like our buildings. Because oh. ours are the little more fanciful buildings. The one in Florida was. All right, so there you go. I don't remember it looking quite well. Like no, but that. there were two sets in Florida. There was uh, Mickey's Toontown Fair, and then they they you know made them more uh, made his traditional. And then yeah, it, it was Mickey's Birthday Land too at one point. Oh, and yeah. then uh, then they eventually uh, settled down, and now they got rid of it all. Oh, okay. So the Julie Nixon question. Yes. Yeah. Under only twice. Under. Oh, the two times Only we know. T- 55, 59, while Richard was Ike's VP. However, she has been documented as an attendance at Disneyland four times, once without Richard in 76, also when Ike attended in 61. Well, wait, her, the question didn't say with them, just related to, no, right? No, it's there. I'll read the question. Or did again. it say with them? It says, how many times been to Disneyland while a relative was the president or vice president? Okay, so not necessarily with them, while they were in office, basically. Correct. It's- it's only with Richard Nixon because yes. uh, you because know, she was no, she also when I she's also when Ike attended in okay. sixty one but Ike in sixty one was no longer president right he wasn't in office then yes okay. all right ah that, yes they show yes that's when he was riding on the oh I guess it was the Frito Cassidy Fritos bonus yes ah oh, very nice and do you know where that location was though in nineteen fifty five right the stage door is now. No, 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 it's where Zocalo is now, isn't it? No. Then I'm way off. That's no, where uh, uh, Riverbell Terrace is, isn't it? Riverbell, no. Sort of. It's, it's that, you know those series of doors that look like they should be something, but they're not? In fact, there was an ice cream. Thing. The wheelhouse. A, the wheelhouse. It's ice right cream next place. to where the wheelhouse. Because don't you remember, Richard, that someone put a plaque yeah, I know. that you guys took off? Couple times they've put that plaque. Yeah, I know. There. I know who put that plaque there. I won't. Yeah, say. and I know where the plaques currently are. Um, they would love to have that back, but it's I'm sure they, 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 they. These guys made their own little They're historical expensive. marker and put up on the wall where the banjo used to be, and that's where Frito Lay started at. So it's right. basically kind of, you know, if you're at the Bingo Barbecue on the other side of uh, Riverbell Terrace, there. Um, so, and what happened? It won't. I guess it operated for a while. Oh, well, Frito moved to the bigger location. No, 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 but what happened to the plaque? That's Oh, oh, uh, security took it off. Bunch of right. geeks, you know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's not a show element to the place. And who found it? Was it you? Because if it was you, I'm going to beat you. 
All right. Promise. All right. So, Richard, give your update for Indiana Jones so we can sign off. Hey, what, because... You didn't finish all the questions. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, that was the last one. Sorry. My fault. Yeah, I did. Oh, was that the last one? Okay. Uh, real quick, uh, they've been having, uh, after closing tonight, tomorrow, and last night, uh, they've been letting cast members right on it uh, on the right and just prior to opening. They've been letting cast members go on because they redid some of the effects, especially at the beginning when you go see the Eye of Eye of Mara there. Uh, they've done some of the – I have yet to have a chance to see it myself. I've been told they look pretty doggone good. And they've also finally got the doors fixed correctly so you can go through the left or the right or the center door like I think we had a discussion on oh, that one. Okay, so where were you at the top of the show when we talked about that the AP previews for that are starting tonight? Probably not paying attention. Oh, my gosh. Probably not paying attention. All it said, there was none, I didn't get any of that. All it said was ended, so I couldn't go into the details, right, of that uh, 768 uh, 3x4 Disneyland Blueprints Toontown. If you click it, it, it takes you and you go down and scroll down to the bottom, and then you can float over it and it zooms in. Okay, because I clicked on it and it says this listing is. Yeah, now scroll down to the bottom of that page. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, I see. Uh, so, yes, Richard, you weren't paying attention. They. Let's do the first. There's now, eight. have those doors that used to slide back and forth not been working for a while? No, they haven't. They have, yeah. Um, you know, just you know, put that up there with the Yeti who. Or the you know any number of show effects that just kind of stop working. Yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, don't, and they at, don't give a crap. Look at something like Toad and Peter Spl- Pan. Splash Mountain, please. Uh, that, God, boat, I, that boat I've been static. Been so long. What? Which? Oh, the um, uh, the boat at the end. Yeah. The boat. Oh, okay. It's static, and so are the uh, the dancers, the can can dancers. They're not moving either. Really? Yeah, it's pretty sad. Those are pretty old animatronics too. What, thirty, 30 years? Who cares? Forty years coming up? I know it shouldn't matter, but I'm just, I'm just. Uh, yeah, forty. Yeah, they're forty. I, well, I'm just amazed at like the, the what seems like fairly simple and uh, minor things to keep working that were on Toad and uh, Peter Pan after they reopened in '84. I mean, so it was just fog machines and smoke and uh, little things that really went the extra yard, and they just don't work anymore. So. All right. I think it's time to close things down here because we're coming up on two hours. Wow. And uh, wow. That's a good show. You know, poor, poor guy is... Pretty early for guy. Coming up on oh, 3 a.m. Yeah. Hey, no that's one right. no one twisted his arm, man. He, Not at all. Okay, I but was still, overjoyed I, to talk in fact, to he you. Almost, he almost jumped through my Twitter account. He's like, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, well, you know, I still want to be cognizant, you know. That's no, no, very nice. I'll be gracious. Yeah, no, anytime, anytime. I loved I absolutely loved it. All right. Okay, this is the one time I'm going to say these blueprints look authentic. Oh, okay. Ooh. Another reason is by the way, and this probably won't make any sense to you, but I can tell where they've been folded and how they probably have laid. This is a typical of big sets like this that have been rolled and folded. There's just kind of a certain way things are done. These are nice drawings, I have to say. these They've got some stuff here that didn't get put in the park, like so- this Robert... They got this Mickey Mouse cannon and a Roger Rabbit cannon that are not in the park. But so if you had 25K no, laying around? Not. No, there, there's no way they're worth that kind of money. I think someone's, yeah. someone really has 
These people need to go on Pawn Stars and get a reality check. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the interesting thing is I've been going through the guys' other auctions here. And uh, first of all, I haven't seen anything else that was Disney. Um, and nothing. There was one item that sold for two grand. But other than that, which was, by the way, a nude photo of two celebrities that was signed by the two celebrities. And I wasn't... Uh, wasn't familiar with them, so I don't know what the deal with that was. But uh, Jock Sturges and Misty Dawn, does that bring a bell with anybody? No. Sounds like porn well, star names. Apparently, if you get the two of them to sign a nude photo, it's uh, it's worth two grand to somebody because that actually did sell in January of 2011. But but anyway, my point is, other than that, everything he's selling is 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks. So uh, this seller, you know, doesn't have any kind of Disney connection. It doesn't appear to be selling, you know, fake blueprints as a hobby. So uh, you know. or yeah, or blueprint copies, calling them the. See, yeah. I don't. I really so, just don't think people understand what original means right. when it comes to that kind of media. Uh, but yeah, these these look authentic just by the way they're yeah. you know they've unrolled and uh, I, I can you know I can tell by the process what and these don't look like someone and so like you were saying yeah some this guy wouldn't have gone out and to a local blueprinter to have a bunch of copies made to sell them to you that this is probably genuine uh, usually though when these things go out for bid on something like this it's pretty tightly controlled they're supposed to you know come back I, I'm surprised that Disney would just allow them to to go float out there but you know you'd send a bunch out they'd probably get lost in the in the shuffle but yeah. that would be kind of cool to have but you know the, some of the blueprints i do have i never get them out you know it's like right they're too big they're too bulky and i've got a big flat file uh, to put blueprints and stuff in i just i never open those drawers i've got a lot of stuff collecting in in those areas but let me ask you this too. though exactly how much would it cost? Would it cost somebody twenty grand to to make these from scratch? I well, mean, if you well, had well, no, you to if you had draw no copies, them? yeah, exactly. From beginning to end, what would that cost? Oh, so if I bid this out, if I was the architect, no, no, no. Let's just say today you're like, hey, I want to do blueprints of the haunted mansion, and you don't have anything other than photos of the building, and you and you reverse it. engineer it. Yeah. Oh. Wow, that would be tough without being able to. Though I've seen some guys. There's a guy out there modeling the whole park in Form Z or something. I don't know which program he's using, and he was pretty close. So I did send him a copy of something I had for the mansion because he had something incorrect. But um, it's it's pretty sweet to what this guy's done. And I, I, my modeling skills for architecture are really good. This guy wasn't worrying about architecture per se, doing a lot of massing, and then he could use pictures and extrude. Um, you know rails and stuff that that's not the way you know i would i could do it or would do it um but if i was to try to do, see so i'm looking at these drawings and there's there's i mean there's there's artist renderings plus there's you know elevations and sections but this is a huge set this is something that would take months for an office to do um right with this kind of detail and back checking and all that but you know, I used to do track homes for, you know, twenty twenty five thousand dollars per house, but that got you to the design and the construction documents. You know, so you know, you you, you wouldn't fake something like this. There's yeah, too much, that's what I'm. There's, yeah, there's too much information, even at, on yeah. even on the title block. You know, there's a lot of detail information there that you know the average Joe wouldn't know how to fake. It's just not something you would, you would, you would do. I don't think. 
I mean, there's forgeries out there. There's they hear, there's no forgery for Disney blueprints. There's forgeries for Mike, you know, uh, Bonicello, Michelangelo, you know, people yeah, forge that shit. No, no one's going to forge no. some <laughs> Disney blueprints. Uh, they'll make copies and call them originals because they don't understand that every blueprint's a copy. Right. So interesting. Though I do find this interesting. I just, I, you know, if a guy was selling for a couple hundred bucks, I might think maybe, about it. Maybe, yeah. Okay. But he Thousands says he's got all 768 drawings. That's a lot. That's a lot. This blueprint, okay. Uh, God, I used to know what it would cost. They basically, blueprints are, you, you're charged by square footage. So these are what they said, three by four, right? Mm-hmm. There's tw- 12 square feet of, um, what, wait, uh, 30, I have to do, yeah, right, 12 square feet of um, paper here. Yes. Okay, so 12, 12 square feet times the 700 and whatever pages. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's just be conservative and call it 50 cents a page. Okay, that's 300 bucks. That, and that's on the conservative side, just to have that set printed from the original uh, drawing papers. Because some of this is not CAD. Some of this, is, I can tell it's handwork. It's not CAD work. So um, now, the, you know, these are the kind of the artsy pages. The, the more technical pages may be CAD work, and they were, they were spit out. Like today, we, we print everything on just plain white paper. And they everything's done with uh, digital, like large digital copiers, basically right. big, big plotters, and they can scan them. Or I can say, I actually I send PDFs to the local blueprinter, and he just prints them out from there. Um, but if if you had this, if you had this set of seven hundred and fifty, wouldn't you just break them up and sell them for you could you could sell them much better, quicker, and and make more money if you sold the, them? The interesting pieces anyway, because no one wants a technical drawing. No one cares about the air the air handler plan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or the, yeah, well, those, you know, those yeah, lighting I think plan. You could probably still get. You could probably still get a few bucks for it. Those Somebody might would want not, it. Seven hundred sixty-eight pages. That stuff's probably all in there. The cover sheet right. is a real giveaway that this thing's original because it, it looks like it's even been taped where it was uh, um, torn at, at sometimes. But you see how it ripples. If, if you've looked at the picture, you can see a ripple. That's because of the way it's either rolled up or sometimes they won't roll them, but they'll flap one over and then flap the other, and you end up stacking it up, and it's a big, like, squishing an accordion down. And then you can see that they've they've drilled. The set's so big, they've drilled holes and put bolts to hold it together because there's no staple that's going to go through them. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot to say that these are, these are interesting. But, yeah, you're right. Who wants the mechanical plan? Because it... You know, people yeah, would probably want the art side. That wants the mechanical. Well, no, side. no, they're going to want the elevations. They'll want the elevations and uh, floor ma- plans, definitely. Maybe floor plans, yeah. But you know, when you flip it over and see where all the air ducts go, no one gives a crap about that. <laughs> you never know. I mean, uh, there there are fetishes for everything. Sure. <laughs> all right, and, <laughs> and talking about <laughs> fetish will be a good time to. I think that's a good time to close it down. If you want to talk about fetishes, <laughs> that needs to go off air. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So here's somebody selling the original James Cameron Aliens something. The same dude. Yeah. All right. No one. Now, no one wants to hear us scour eBay. No, they don't. Okay. What the fuck? That's that's what happens when you went to that page. Some like creepy, creepy little girl's voice came up. That's weird. Nice. Uh, All right. So, guy. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yes. well, Thanks for joining us. Your, your, yeah. your website. Because we, we, we could say we'd put it in the show notes, but we, <laughs> we might. May or may not. Go ahead. Uh, no. 
all people have to do is go to adventureclubpodcast.com or guyhutchinson.com and they can find everything I'm involved in. And thank you guys very, very much for having me on. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you guys and wonderful to talk to your audience. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for staying. Greg, Richard, nothing? <laughs> All right. Um, I thought I had something, but I'm lost. Oh, just quickly, D23, I saw a teensy, teensy, weeny, tiny clip of what uh, Tom Hanks looks like as Walt Disney. You know, sure, yeah. Uh, there were a couple little tiny, tiny clips about some new movies. I was surprised by the A-list actors they rolled out on the stage to talk about because I just watched a clip from all smoke and mirrors attractions. It's all smoke and mirrors. Well, it always is. But when I, you know, the year I was there, we didn't have they had they had a legends thing. So you know, Betty White was there, but I mean, Angela Angelina Jolie was there. Yes, yes, all because you know, they had nothing to announce. Christian Bell or Kristen Bell is that her name? Um, yeah, you, you're right. There, there was. I heard a lot of people were really okay. This is what I. We should save this. To, save this for next time. Save it for next remember. time. Okay, fine. That'll be two weeks though. So what? Save it for I'll next time. Come on, two hours, eight minutes. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> Gosh, that's why we we should be doing it on a weekly basis. But yeah. all right, fine. If we can remember to bring up details, I'll remember because I was going to talk about tonight, but we had to talk okay. about. We just see the trailer for Saving Mr. Banks. I have not. Well, then, then that's why it should. That's why everyone's going duh, because everyone's already seen yeah. it. All right. Anything for you uh, there, uh, Shap? Before I close it down. Well, All right. And, uh, we're just getting ready to close this. We've already started reducing hours. It's winter time coming up. I'll tell you the uh, updates on the next show. Okay. Awesome. Well then, thank you all for listening, and good night. <laughs>